fix the Facebook <laughs> so we can start getting some down comments. Yeah, got to get that Facebook crew in here. I heard they was chirping a lot on our last know, broadcast man. during the uh, the uh, Texas head coach debacle yeah, with Lovey Smith. Yeah, and I felt we didn't like get they, to see him until later. Yeah, I, I felt like they was ready to cancel us. <laughs> I mean, I, I depends on who. Like, I know uh, Bravo hit me up. He was mad about me. Uh, <laughs> we just said it was wild that I thought I didn't care about any black coaches being in NFL. I'm like, sorry, man, I really don't. But I, I get how it's a big deal for people, but I just personally don't care. Um, I mean, there's bigger fish to fry, dog, but that's just me. Yeah, I I would love to talk. I gotta um whenever we get an NFL player back on, we just gotta ask them like not them personally, but just how the the vibe mm -hmm. feel in the NFL. If it's a really strong, I guess push for a black coach, or do they not really care as much? Do they just want a good coach? Because I feel like they I feel like a lot of players, not even just in um football but just in the NBA too where they just want a good they just rather have a good coach then you know I don't think a lot of them really care who the coach is man as long as they're they can win games and the dude's not an idiot yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure they cool all this all the a lot of the narratives about the head coach in the NFL is like fan and media driven I feel man yeah because I was listening to in the loop today and I heard y'all were talking, I think it was John Lopez was talking about it too. He was talking about how uh, the, the coach needs to be like a leader of men and have a strong voice and shit like that. It's something of that nature. And I was just thinking, man, I don't think these players really care about that at all. I, I think that's for us to be like, wow, look at this leader of men. Look at him ride the troops. But dog, they, they out there do a job. They know what their job is. They, they, the coach is there to put them in a position to win. Yeah. He's not there to motivate them. Like, they're already fucked. They're professionals, man. They're professional football players. They don't need any extra motivation. Yeah. Everybody out there wants to win. Yeah. So I think a lot of that is just, like, fan and media driven about the head coach being a leader of men. Like, yeah. they're grown men, man. They ain't kids. It's ain't college. Yeah, and then I think... Honestly, I think it depends what type of uh, organization you got. I think it depends what the structure is. If you want a rah-rah type of guy to go in there and, you know, get in your face type of thing, or do you want a nerdy face-in-the-playbook type of guy who, mm -hmm. you know, who really don't get in your face as much and just kind of let you do your thing, but on the field he's a, you know, mad scientist when it comes to drawing up plays. So I think uh, I think it kind of depends because if you look at the team like Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, he he not he he more like a players coach I guess. He not really that type of uh, he not like a um, I would say like a defensive specialist or something like that. Mm -hmm. he, that dude just I don't know what it is, but <laughs> they play for him, and the motherfuckers all probably should have made the playoff to be honest. But I I had them finishing probably as the worst team for the last two years, and they damn near made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of him. So I guess it depends what the team wants. If they want to coach like that, or do they want to coach like a, a, a Sean McVay, who's a 
just a nerd when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if players really have a preference. I think they just want to win and get paid. You yeah. know, I think that's the main thing they're worried about. They want to be in a good organization that cares about them and pays them what they're worth, or what they feel they're worth. Yeah. And they want to be in a position to win. Mm-hmm. You know, all the other stuff is up to everybody else, man. But, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of it is just us wanting to see. Like, you know, we love seeing the locker room footage of the coach giving a speech and all this stuff. But I, I think that's minimal effect on the players, man. They don't yeah. care about because that. Because if you, when you hear the players, where they, whatever they weigh in on the uh, coaching decision, like, yeah, I just want a good coach who could come mm-hmm. in and do their thing and, you know, help the organization. It's it's not like – I never heard nobody say, hey, yeah, we need a leader of men who yes. can just do this or we need a, somebody who can call good plays. I don't think they really care, man. I don't. And, and the main thing I, – I didn't even bring this up uh, last time we were talking about the whole black coach thing, but, like, one of the main reasons why I don't care about – there, if there's any black coaches in the NFL, really, is every time there is like a black head coach and they ask him about being a black head coach, he always wants to downplay the race. Yeah. Like they always downplay the race thing. Todd Bowles earlier this year, this season, was asked about the important, like the, like the significance of Mike Tomlin and him facing off in an NFL game, two black head coaches. And he basically said, hey, I'll I, I just look at He's a friend, but we don't look at race. You know, as soon as you guys stop making a big deal about it. And I understood where he's, I understood yeah. what he meant. Yeah. But it's also the fact that the black head coaching in the NFL is a relatively new thing. Yeah. And it's a league that's been, the, the country that's been historically racist. So you could have said, I understand what it means historically. Without yeah. saying, you know, I expect you to be Mount Martin Luther King about it, yeah. but you could have said could, something instead could, of just downplaying it. Yeah, and just he it's said, not a big deal. Yeah, he could have said it's a huge deal. You know, unfortunately, we only have a few black folks or black coaches, but yeah. hopefully, we get to a point where it won't even matter. So he could yeah, have said something, something like, like, like that. So you can always say that, man, but it's like. <laughs> they always say something goofy, like that dude in the college coach who was like, "My wife is white." <laughs> like that, they always get up there and say something goofy when asked. So I'm like, whatever, man. Like anytime they in there, they never want to speak to any injustices or any inequality. They just are happy they got the job. Yeah. So and they they don't even want to make a big white. deal about race. And I get it, but if they don't care, I don't care. So yeah. I'm like, fuck it, man. If y'all y'all don't see race, I don't see it either as it pertains to your job, okay? <laughs> Whatever. I don't awesome. care if there's any black coaches now since y'all don't see race. Very proud that my wife is white. <laughs> <laughs> man, that, that shit had Twitter in a, a chokehold, man, when that happened. I was so, like, why? I like, you, was, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just fine until he got to that part. That's the crazy <laughs> part. I'm also very proud that my wife is white. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really can't. Like, he he had to have, like, tested that out in front of people. Yeah. Like, who, who did he workshop that in front of to them, for them to say, oh, man, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's powerful. Yeah. 
I wonder if he had the first part ready and then somebody said, you know what, no, I, I, I like the speech, but I think you got to appeal to everybody. Yeah. So you can't appeal to one side. <laughs> and so you're like, all right, let me add another part. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very strange. I, I forgot who that was or what he coaches for. It was in North Carolina, yeah, wasn't North it? Carolina, yeah. Yeah, um, I forget that. He played, yeah, he played in the league for a little bit because yeah. I knew who he was. But uh, yeah, basketball. <laughs> uh, Hubert Davis. Hubert, da- yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, this Hubert dude Davis, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprised yeah. he ain't been fired yet. Yeah, um. <laughs> so he got to the Final Four. I want to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did do good last year. That's right. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back to the usual. Back to the podcast. Our reaction. Yeah. We had to get a little tangent out there. <laughs> back to the usual. Jim's and Juice podcast. We back at it. What up, everybody? Joining us live streaming this Friday evening, or if you're listening at any other time on your streaming app of choice. A lot going. Well, I'm not even gonna lie. Say a lot went down this week, man. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit y'all. <laughs> it's been a lot of slow things. weeks, man. It. Ha- I, I think it's the beginning <laughs> of the year, man. You know how it is. Like nobody dropping music. Everybody's kind of dialed back the bullshit a little bit, and it's been pretty slow. And yeah. at least until uh, you know, I think by February, March, we'll be back into a uh, springtime close to it. Will be uh, the fuckery will overload. What up, Ernesto? Ernesto. See you in the comments on YouTube, man. What up, dog? If you're on Facebook Live right now watching us, send a, send us a comment. Yeah, tell us what's up, man. Say what's up to the award-winning producer. Yeah, <laughs> Figgy Fig in the house, man. Yeah. But Figgy, how you been, dog? How's this past week been for you, man? Man, this past week it it been kind of slow for some reason, man. I felt like I felt like yesterday should have been Friday. <laughs> I kept thinking it was Friday yesterday, but uh, the, ML, the MLK Day threw a lot of things off for me, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that threw a lot of things off for me because I felt like I was fucking a day behind or a day ahead, and it was just <laughs> I don't know. Time been fucking with me since the fucking uh, uh, daylight savings bullshit, man. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been rough. But. Yeah, but yeah, everything been good, man. I'm chilling. Um, I was listening to some new music. I don't know if you listened to this project, but I can't wait to talk about it a little bit. Now let's get into it, then, man. What you listen to? Man, I was listening to Trippy Red. Okay, I don't know. He dropped you, the album. He dropped the album. Produced. Oh shit. Produced by Chief Keef. What? He dropped the album, yeah, today. Produced. I didn't even know Chief Keith produced like that. I didn't either. <laughs> but uh, I ain't going to hold you, but, man, the album's out fire, man. There's some good gym music. I feel like you'll like this a lot. I'm going to check it, man. Like, I'm talking about some, um, the production on here was crazy. Where I was just like, damn. I, like, I was listening to this on the way, I mean, on my way up here. Because uh, at first, I, I wasn't even you know, wasn't paying attention to it. But then I saw somebody talk about the album saying like, damn, I can't believe I'm listening to Trippy Red produced mm-hmm. by Chief Keith." I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, let me check this out. Let me see what Chief Keith talking about and um, <laughs> what he sounding like. And um, the shit sound fire, man. So um, 
I ain't gonna hold you, but it's qualified. And I, I want to say because we got a lot of hip hop listeners on here. This ain't no hip hop boom bap type <laughs> deal. <laughs> this is strictly gym music where you know you got a lot of distorted eight oh eight type sound. He he kind of in the uh, category of uh, Playboy Cardi. So um, if you like Playboy Cardi, you'll probably like this album. I think they got the same fan base anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, the shit is fire, man. I like it a lot. I'm going to check it, man. I like Trippy Red, dog. I, he's actually one of the newer rappers I like. Um, I know that Miss the Rage shit was one of my favorite songs of 2021. Yeah. So Qualify. Him, him, Cardi, Uzi, like I fuck with all of them, man. So I'm going to check that album out. Yeah. Sounds pretty hard. I was previewing some uh, tracks on YouTube. Yeah. And that shit sound dope. So yeah. I'm so, going to check it out. Yeah. So I listened to that. And um, I'm sure you probably don't know who this is, but um, I was listening to a young lady by the name of Glow Up. Okay. And, uh, or not Glow Up, but her name is, I was listening to a young lady by the name of Gloss Up. Okay. So, so she's, um, I think she just signed to QC. And um, she was actually in the group with um, um, uh, Glorilla. So she kind of came from that little group. She was one of the ratchet-ass friends twerking on the headlights, I guess. <laughs> so um, she released that. Um, I, I guess it's an EP. It got it got a lot of songs on there, but it's only like 29 minutes. Damn. So, uh, yeah, this album is called The Gloss Up. And... Uh, I think she pretty dope, man. I think it's a qualified album too, man. I mean, for some reason, I guess my guilty pleasure is listening to uh, the new age female rappers mm-hmm. because they kind of getting busy now, man. It seems like every woman rapper from uh, Memphis is getting busy. But um, yeah, man, ch- check it out. I think I think she sound dope. She got that. Okay. She got that Memphis flavor too. Okay, yeah, that Memphis flavor is all the rage, man. So yeah. check that out. Some good new music, good new recommendations. Man, Memphis got a, a, a nice little run going right now, man. Yeah, it I mean, like you could every- argue this is the biggest they've ever been, man. Yeah, honestly. no, seriously, they might be the best. They might that might be the city that's on fire right now, because of course we always gonna say Atlanta. I think Houston got some good artists that's hot right now too, but. Seem like everybody coming out of Memphis, man. You got, you know, people from the Yo Gotti camp, uh, Money Bag Yo. You got uh, Glorilla. It seems like everybody that's hot is coming straight out of Memphis. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even before that, like their their sound had been coming back to the mainstream as well. Yeah. You know, three six that three six mafia type sound. Um, which was not that popular back when it was at its prime, at their prime. Yeah. Now suddenly it's like that's everybody's returned to it. So yeah, that sound was way ahead of its time, man. It was. It really was. <laughs> yeah, nobody was. It, niggas was bumping uh Lil John beats at that time, and they were rapping over like fucking <laughs> horror music and shit, man. Yeah. It's like what the fuck is this slow shit? <laughs> niggas was trying to dance in the club and twerking shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, I'm gonna check that out though. That's a good recommendation. Uh I didn't listen to anything in particular this week. I, I've been slacking on my quest for listening to mu- new music. 
Yeah, it's been, uh, it been hard, man. Like, I listen to this because I try to listen to something so mm-hmm. I can talk about it on the podcast. But for some reason, I don't I don't know what it is, man. It's just I haven't been in a new music type of mood. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've been kind of stuck in my old ways of just listening to my little playlist. And that's it. Or, you know, I got serious XM now. So mm-hmm. I just throw it on there and just be listening to some random shit. So I, I haven't been really in a um a new music type of mood. I, I also listened to an, uh, another song. ASAP Rocky dropped something. Okay. And um I ain't like the song at all, man. <laughs> it seemed like he was mostly singing on there. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so um yeah, this to me, I I mean I don't want to shit on the song too much, but it seemed like this was the wrong song to release. I don't know if this was a single or he just trying to get something going. I don't know if he got an album coming, but this seemed like an interlude type of song, a, a album cut type of song. So I was a little disappointed in what he released. Yeah, um, there was there was a viral tweet of name a uh, name name a New York rapper who got worse with every project and. <laughs> The initial tweet had ASAP Rocky's picture on it. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, there's a few people who would fit that category. I said Mace, personally. Yeah. Um, but, honestly, a lot of bad boy artists will fit under there as well. So. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of a, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. New York rappers who who got worse with every single project. You you could extend that to rappers, period. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that. But yeah, Mace was definitely my pick because <laughs> yeah, after Holland World, it was ugly and uglier. Yeah. <laughs> but a Fifty Cent, you can argue too. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I mean, it's uh. ASAP. I don't know, man. I don't know what he's doing anymore i was a fan when he started even though i felt a certain way about the jack and houston shit but uh i i've, I've liked his music but he he's he's just he's had a confusing career to me man mm. like i, I kind of feel like he shouldn't be as big as he is he shouldn't be the one who got rihanna in the end but he did somehow he's lasted yeah uh, and everybody a lot of people who came out around his time haven't yeah so. yeah because because even I think it was the other day we was talking about Rihanna. We'll get to Rihanna in a minute because mm-hmm. Stephen A. got a lot of smoke coming I towards. I still it. haven't seen that. I got to see the clip. We got to play that man because yeah. I, I ignored that. But we got to see. I, I find I find the clip. Yeah. But um yeah so uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But to me, I, um, we was talking about it on the show and and I mentioned how. ASAP Rocky would probably be there with Rihanna on a halftime show uh, of the Super Bowl, and they, and they mentioned they said what what could he perform, <laughs> and I had no answer, and I'm an ASAP <laughs> fan. I'm just like I don't know what he would perform if he was up there. I don't think I don't know if he's gonna be up there for real or not, but if he was, I don't know what song he'd perform. And yeah, I don't, what, I don't. I can't see. Uh, it's not like he got that one song that everybody mm-hmm. know, and so you kind of see why uh, why he's in Calvin Klein commercials and all this modeling and all this bullshit. But I can't name a song that everybody know. 
it's hard to really explain who ASAP Rocky is to to somebody who's not really familiar with rap as much. Yeah, I mean his his biggest song is probably fucking problems, but I don't know if people know that enough to that's not gonna make the halftime show playlist. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I I don't I don't think he'll be on stage. I know he'll be there. Yeah. But I don't think they're gonna she's gonna bring him up on stage for the halftime show. I don't think, like you said, there's nothing he could perform that yeah. people would actually know in that crowd. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but uh, I can't think of nothing. Shout out to him. Yeah. <laughs> who do you think? We never did think about that either. We we didn't do our picks for who was gonna show up for because you know the they uh nobody just goes and does a halftime show by themselves anymore. Yeah. So if Rihanna does have guests come out, uh, who do you think would actually come out? Mm. The the best way I could do, I think for sure. I think for sure she probably gonna have some type of legendary drummer or rock star. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, somebody a guitarist. Slash from Guns and Roses or yeah, something. And yeah, and they gonna they gonna play um they gonna play Fount Love and you know with a guitar <laughs> or some shit. So I can't. Even Tyler comes out and they do Rock This Way or some shit yeah. like that. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, man. I can see that happening 100. percent But I'm trying to think who do who she got who do she have big features with? I know uh, we, can, we can cross off Drake. Uh, somebody yeah. said Chris Brown. I, yeah, that's Brown, not happening. Chris Brown come out and that's his <laughs> redemption story. Yeah, even if she <laughs> even if she wanted that, I don't think Fox yeah, would no, let that. No, happen. it's not gonna happen. It's not yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't. Let me see. Rihanna, biggest songs. Uh, she got a song with Sean Paul called "Break yeah, It Off." Yeah, Sean Paul could come out. I enough, can see that. I think enough people know Sean Paul. He's a legacy act at this point. Yeah. So enough people could know Sean Paul to come out. Yeah. And um, I can see that happening. Yeah. Um. She got song with Maroon Five. Yeah, I can see that being the guitarist or the, the yeah the, the, the rock band. Come out. Yeah, I can see that. She got something with Neo. I don't. I don't yeah, Neo ain't coming to the halftime so. show, man. Yeah, uh, Jay Z and Kanye. Kanye, hell no. Jay Z, I don't think so. Nah, I don't think Jay Z so. coming. Nah, he'll be there, but I don't think he'll be on. Yeah, he'll be in a suite with Roger Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eminem. <laughs> You think Eminem make a um, appearance for two, two years, years in, a in a row? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It, it seemed like he ain't even won. Apparently, uh, Fifty Cent uh, tried to get. Apparently, there was an offer for Eminem and Fifty Cent to do something for the World Cup, mm. and Eminem didn't want to. Mm. Or I guess he Fifty Cent talked to Eminem's manager, and he was like, "Yeah, he's not going to do it." Mm. So I'm sure it was like pulling teeth. You know, it, Eminem only agreed to do the halftime show if 50 Cent could come. Mm. So okay. I, I, it was probably like pulling teeth to even get Eminem to show up for the halftime show in the first place. Yeah. So I doubt he, he's not going to do two in a row. Yeah. I don't see no, that I agree. Thing. I agree. Um, um, Rihanna got a song with Young Jeezy. You think Jeezy? Yeah, could Young make Jeezy not coming to the halftime show. Yeah. Uh, Nicki Minaj. That would be cool to see. 
Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen. But it, it'll, that would be a cool, like, you know, black women coming together moment. Yeah. Yes, queen, slay, whatever the <laughs> fuck they be saying. You know, that, that that could be one of them moments, you know. So maybe yeah. <laughs> I, I could see it happening. Yeah. Uh, that would be nice to see. That would be nice yeah. to see Nicki Minaj and Rihanna up there. Yeah. What about Future? No. I, I, I don't see Future coming to the halftime show. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. She do got a song with ASAP Rocky. I I don't even know what the song sounds like, but not some old bullshit. <laughs> oh, but, uh, what, yeah. a, what about this? So Kanye won't be a part of this, um, won't be on this, but she did have a song with Kanye and Paul McCartney. You think it's a possibility? I can, I can see Paul McCartney coming out or something. Like, you yeah. know, they always got to bring out a legacy. Yeah. Well, at least they used to yeah. have to bring out like some. I remember when, uh, who was it? I can't remember, but I know Adam Levine's set was weird because they brought out Big Boy and shit. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're just trying to hit every demographic here. Like, yeah. what's going on, man? <laughs> Big Boy from Outcast came out for Adam the, for the Maroon yeah. 5 halftime show. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I could I could see like some legendary rock star like Steven Tyler or Slash <laughs> and then uh some newer act. I could see Calvin Harris or something. I could see Nicki Minaj. So <laughs> that yeah, might be a good one because I think she don't she got the song with Calvin Harris? I think yeah. that's one. Yeah, so I could see that. I could see him. I could see Calvin <laughs> Harris. Yeah. I could see maybe fucking Madonna, you know, I know she did a halftime show before, but maybe they want to do an extra big, bring her out. Yeah, I, I don't know. It could be a pop extravaganza. It could. You know? yeah. Any any pop, big pop star could be somebody who could, who could make a surprise appearance for the Rihanna halftime show. Who knows? We'll just have to see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, on to uh, let's get into some topics, man. Some things that happened this week. Um, now I want to hear this Stephen A. Smith because I've been hearing about it. This Stephen A. Smith Rihanna uh, thing that got social media all upset. You know, these are very strong fan bases on Twitter on on the social media period. Yeah, the 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 Rihanna Navy. I don't know why they call themselves the Navy. I don't yeah, get that. Cause still- they, was it because Rihanna was in Battleship? <laughs> I hope not. I hope that ain't the reason. <laughs> So, oh, I hope that we might have battleship movie. Yeah, we might have discovered so maybe <laughs> that was the real reason why. Why, like, because why Navy? I know, like, they have BTS as like the army, so yeah. maybe they just wanted to something else. They couldn't be the army; it had to be the navy. But, yeah. but what if it's because she was in battleship? So yeah. she was. I forget what I didn't never saw that movie. I don't know what she did in it, <laughs> but I just know she was in it. Yeah, <laughs> it looked terrible. Yeah, but uh. So, yeah, apparently Stephen A. Smith got in. Do you have this clip ready? Yeah, I got it ready. I got it ready. Apparently there was some controversy about something. He's on a book tour, by the way. Yeah. Because he had a book come out. He actually missed first take. He, he On a Monday after yeah. playoff games. Yes. He was there for 30. After the wild card NFL playoffs, he was there for 30 <laughs> minutes and he left for his book tour. Man, I'm like, I, damn. I man. wish I could be like Stephen A, man. Right? Just do whatever, man. You, yes. you fucking act on soap operas, be on General Hospital one week. Yes. Do, do it. a book tour the next week. Yes. And look, I look, man, I know the I know the brother work hard, but do it seem like to you that he don't really work as hard now? It just everything just seems so easy. 
He got he be rocking the suits. He just be walking and scrolling. <laughs> I'm sure he, be he late to work. Yes, he probably he probably already have his opinions together. So he just walk mm-hmm. in the show prep and be like, yeah, we can talk about that. Yep, that's cool with me. And just go on set. It's ain't because you could tell some people that really be working their ass off. Mm-hmm. But Stephen A. seemed like he got to the point where he don't have to work his ass off anymore. Everything is just set. I think, I mean, I don't know how much research he does. I'll put it like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure when he goes home, like he watches sports, yeah. but he's not like he, taking notes yeah. and writing stats down. Like, I know that's one thing Skip does. Skip actually, like, takes a lot of notes and shit, and he tries to present those as fact with his bullshit opinions as well. But, I mean, I have to say he works hard just because I always see him on TV. You know, he's always on doing something, man. Whenever news breaks, no matter what the time, you always going to have Stephen A. Smith somewhere in the mix. Yeah. Doing a live hit on ESPN. And, and see, and see, that's my reason why I feel like he don't work as hard. Like, maybe he got a team behind him that just, you know, come up with, I don't want to say come up with his opinions, but kind of put everything out there together where he don't have to do anything but just jump in front of a mic or jump in front of a camera. Because it's like, if he, like, all the stuff he do, man, you will... You couldn't be walking around in the suit all day. He would be he would be sitting there researching all day long. He would be sitting there trying to gather stuff together. He just do so much. I just don't see how he had the time to even study anything. I don't think he does. And yeah, ESPN, they do have people like compiling all that stuff for them so they don't have to. He doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't do any kind of real research. Yeah. But he has his opinions, and but yeah, I mean, I can't say he don't work hard because he's on TV a lot. He does a lot of stuff, and he's all he's he does a lot of interviews. He's been on this whole book tour thing in the midst of like the busiest sports time on ESPN yeah. with the NFL playoffs going Shit, on with the Cowboys in the playoffs. Yes, because <laughs> mortal enemy the Cowboys. Yes, and, and that's that, an ESPN that be must favorite, see man. TV, and he left TV. Yeah. Do his book tour. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he works hard, um, but I don't know. It's just you, you could tell his brain is fried sometimes because sometimes <laughs> he'd be, just be saying shit that's flat out wrong. <laughs> and sometimes he'd just be looking lost yeah. when somebody else is talking. So I think he, he's he stressed himself too thin at sometimes. I thought it was a huge stretch when they uh, ESPN did UFC coverage and they had him doing UFC stuff. It's like, yeah, they working him to the sport, bone. Man. Yeah, they working him to the bone, man. Yeah, there was a boxing there. There was a clip of him falling asleep right next to Andre Ward in some fucking uh, during some boxing match, man. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this, this boxing is not Stephen A. Smith's sport, man. Like, why y'all trying to make this man? Yeah do everything on ESPN, but then they yeah. pay him a lot, so whatever. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I think they paying him like, what, $10 million a year or some shit? Yeah. And so they got him doing everything. If it's a soccer match, they probably going to have him. Yes. We paying No, him. definitely. Yeah. But he mentioned, he mentioned once that uh, for, some, for some reason, 
they had him on the ABC coverage of the Oscars, the <laughs> Academy Awards. So I guess he found out that he was going to be doing it pretty late because he said he had to go home and watch like every nominated movie back to back to back Damn. in one night. That is crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> Why are you going to have Stephen A. Smith commenting on the Academy Awards, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, and talking with the same energy he brings to Cowboys Buccaneers. Yes. <laughs> Some shit. <laughs> you know, Jared Leto should have won Actor of the Year. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know why Beyonce's not nominated. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth has had an underrated season, okay? He's been in five movies, all hits. <laughs> Give the man his flowers. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, you can't have Stephen A. Smith do everything. Yeah. But uh, anyway, getting to the point, we got to hear. I want to hear what he said about Beyonce and Rihanna that got everybody upset. All right. No, this Rihanna. Really? Rihanna. Right. Rihanna is going to be. I'm very excited. Are you excited for this halftime show? I don't want to say I'm not excited. She's fantastic. That's yes. not where I'm. That's not where I'm going with this. Okay, where are you going? Ladies and gen- ladies and gentlemen, she's a lot of things. She's spectacular, actually. Yes. And congratulations on new mamahood. Yes. I said. There's butt. one thing she's not. Uh huh. She ain't Beyonce. I know she's not Beyonce, but Uh-oh. you know, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. Jules oh, just Jesus. threw over her chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, um, that's what got everybody pissed off. And yeah. I don't know if you've seen this one, but he actually made an apology. Did you oh, see my that? Goodness. <laughs> I, I heard he apologized, but I didn't see it. So pull that up too. But. I mean, are we going to act like what he said wasn't correct? Rihanna is not Beyonce. Beyonce still makes music. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Now, you you can say it's wrong for him to compare them because that's what people do. You're pitting black women against each other. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. But Rihanna is not Beyonce. Rihanna, look, have you have people seen Rihanna perform? She can't dance, don't really move around like that. I'm sure there will be a huge production for the Super Bowl, but she's not Beyonce. I, I thought that was actually a okay take by him. Yeah, see, the only problem I have with that is I agree. I agree. She's she, she's not Beyonce. I think I honestly I think they're a little close, but it's not Beyonce. I just think he didn't have to bring that up <laughs> because yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a que- that wasn't a que- he, he, she didn't ask who's better between Beyonce or yeah. Rihanna. He, he went to hot take mode for no reason. Yeah, she didn't have to do it. <laughs> he didn't have to do it, and to show you that he don't he, he don't know how much of a hive Rihanna got. Mm-hmm. So I think he just didn't have to do it. He could have he could have said, "Yeah, I love I love Rihanna. I think she's spectacular." Shout out to her. I think it's going to be a good t- halftime show. He could have left it at that. Mm-hmm. But for the simple fact, it you know, him said all this good stuff about her, but she ain't Beyonce. That just, to me, I think he didn't have to do that. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, I, no, I agree. That's the only problem I have. And I wish I could find the clip of him saying, hey, remember the one clip he'd be like, 
Why you didn't have to go there? I mean, you're not wrong. But. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that would be the perfect clip he need, man. Because, like I said, he's not wrong, but he didn't have to say it. <laughs> he, I, he he swung at a wild pitch. So I, that's that's my only gripe with this. But he had a, he, he made the apology on his own. I don't think it wasn't. A, um, I don't think ESPN forced him to apologize or nothing. But I think mm. he he decided to <laughs> apologize. So I'm a I'm gonna play a little clip of this. Okay. I think he he went for like three minutes. Oh wow! So three minutes <laughs> so, on Rihanna. Yeah. So they must <laughs> they must have really got to him. So here is Stephen A. Smith apologizing. I just got out of a first take and I saw some headline that's circulating all over the place about my quote that Rihanna ain't Beyonce. See, you know, I'm going to own it. I know what y'all trying to do, but I'm going to own it because I get paid to speak for a living. So I need to be more careful. I want Rihanna to know you're a superstar. You're sensational. You're spectacular. You're no joke. And you are a worthy person to be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Having said all of that, I was answering a question from Sherry Shepard, who took over the Wendy Williams show and now got her own thing. All right, going. man, we know this, bro. Her. Yeah. And she asked me with a bunch of sisters in the audience what she asked me. Now I'm a Beyonce fan. I think that Beyonce is not only a phenomenal performer, the phenomenal performer. And the only reason any kind of comparison came into play is because Beyonce performed at halftime of the Super Bowl, not just by herself, but one separate Super Bowl performance with Bruno Mars and Coldplay. And I thought those were two of the greatest shows that I've ever seen. So what I'm saying is anybody has to measure up to that. Last year, with... Snoop and Dre and Mary J and Eminem. I was like, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, Coldplay, big time. They got to measure up to that. Anybody who does Super Bowl, a Super Bowl halftime show, forever I'm going to say Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Coldplay, and then Beyonce by themselves. Wait, stop. Michael stop Jackson could still be alive, and I would say though. it's got to as the greatest halftime performances of all time. <laughs> Coldplay? Yes. I forgot Coldplay even did the halftime show, man. What the yeah. fuck? Bruno Mars, I kind of forgot that too. I know it was yeah. a big deal when it happened, I'm sure, but I don't even remember it, honestly. When you yeah. think of the list of best halftime shows, people automatically go Michael Jackson, then they Prince. go Prince. Yep. Then they'll probably go Lady Gaga, Beyonce, one of them. Yeah, I don't know anybody who says Coldplay. Yeah, and if that <laughs> and that if that was his argument from the beginning, why didn't he say she ain't no Coldplay? Right, she ain't no Bruno Mars. <laughs> he would look really stupid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so no, he knew what he was doing, man. He at the time he was because he know people always compare Beyonce and Rihanna. Yes. So he, he knew what to be he was spicy doing. Spicy on the Sherry Shepherd show. Yes, he forgot there was a, stu- uh, a studio audience in there. He used to being <laughs> on first take where there ain't no damn audience. That's what I think that was. But he knew what. Come on, man. He he knew what he was doing, and they're gonna try to apologize, or talk, or try to explain talking about he he comparing them because of their Super Bowl performances. 
That don't even make no damn sense. He first take has been they. This is not even like the most recent. Well, this most recent fuck up, but Stephen A. Smith has just been losing it lately. Like the whole thing. I caught that whole thing about Dana White as well. How he was tripping over himself, making it him and him and Molly. Yeah, Molly surprised me the most. Yes, she fucking. Straight up, they basically brought the cape out the first time. Yes. Talking about how I know Dana. I don't judge people in their worst oh moments. I'm God, not a part man. of cancel culture. She hit him first, by the way. <laughs> so everybody just keep your hands to yourself. And then like a few days later, after everybody raked him over the coals, she came out with her pitchfork and said he needs to be uh, punished by Endeavor. And everybody got her quotes wrong. Nah, we heard you. <laughs> It was like a five-minute-long segment, and we heard every word you said. So, yeah. and now this, like, yeah, Steve, they're they're losing it, man. Yeah, it it show you, man. Like to me, we ain't talk about that Dana White stuff either, uh, or the the, uh, the first tape stuff. Mm-hmm. But that show you that they in bed with him, man. <laughs> and I I don't mean that literally, but they're doing business with him because if it was Ray Rice or some NFL player, she'll be talking about he need to be out the league and all this other stuff. But when it's him, then it's like, oh, he's a friend of mine. And I know him personally. And she hit him first. That would not have came out her mouth if it was an NFL player. Mm-hmm. So to me, that that show you where we are or who we are. I, I'm not just saying her, but us, me, you, we. We all kind of do that when, you know, if it's somebody we don't know, we going to say put them under the jail. If it's somebody we know, we know personally, it's like, well, he made a mistake. And, you know, people make mistakes. We can't, you know, that's that show you that's how we are. So that's why I hate when people try to take the high road whenever they, you know, let's say they talking about Deshaun Watson. They try to take the high road. Yeah, you take it the high road because he don't want to play for here no more. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, so it's easy to do that. But when if it's some a, a fan favorite player that still want to be in Houston? When if it's Jose Altuve? Then you going to show that same energy or you going to be like, oh, no, that's Jose Altuve. He's such a sweet guy. And so I was shocked when First Take did that, man. I, I, I wasn't really shocked. Mm-hmm. I think I was more shocked than Molly. But I was like, I was surprised that that went on like that. How, how much they was caping? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, I thought Ariel Hawani, he was on a Dan Levitard show like a few days after. He made some good points, like how basically people see the UFC as like a freak show anyway. So they're not going to be held to the same moral high ground that you would hold NBA players and NFL players. These are people who get an occasion fight, man. Yeah. Like, it's really like some savage barbaric shit. So I think when one of them slaps their wife or run over a pregnant woman like John Jones did, hit and run with a pregnant woman in a car, or, or Conor McGregor fucking throws some shit and injures fighters on a fucking a bus. Like, people just look at it like, like they're savages anyway, yeah. so <laughs> they're, they're, who, who really cares? But yeah, I mean, the, the fact is that Dana White be hooking them up. He's a very rich man. He be hooking them up with cage side seats. He, yeah. I'm sure he he he, he rolls out the red carpet he, he for them pro- whenever yeah. they're 
He yeah. Pro- he probably got an ESPN deal somewhere. Exactly. He does. Well, the yeah. EFC does have a deal with uh, ESPN. Yeah. But yeah, so that, he he be hooking them up. He's very friendly to media people. That's one thing that that's like one of the main things that keeps people from criticizing Dana White. He's very media friendly. Yep. Except for Ariel, who he hates. <laughs> but everybody else, he's very friendly to the media. He's always open. That's one thing I heard. I think actually, uh, I was actually working at the station. And one of the producers who's not there anymore uh, at Sports Radio 610 told me he got a media pass to cover the UFC event that came to Houston. And he said when he got there, like, everybody was super nice, even though he wasn't like a real, real reporter. Or like, everybody was super nice. Dana White was super nice, shook his hand. The fighters were all, all very cooperative and nice. Damn. And it's like, see, that's how they get them, man. Yep. Dana White is smart. He knows he needs the media on his side. Mm-hmm. So he's very nice, very cordial, probably goes out and gambles with these guys, treats them like buddies. Yeah. You know, so of course they're not going to come out with the pitchforks once he does something and gets caught. Yeah. So it yeah. is what it is. Not surprising, man. Yeah, it's not surprising. That's a smart media move. I mean, we kind of see it around here with the um, Houston Rockets. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the um, so the GM Raphael Stone is pretty tight with a lot of people on Rockets Twitter. So you see how bad the season is going, and nobody is saying anything about what he's doing because they're cool yeah. with him. <laughs> they everybody saying fire Steven Silas, which I you know kind of agree. I think it's time, but ain't nobody talking about the GM <laughs> because they're all cool with him. So I think that kind that. I mean, that was kind of smart on his part to, you know, do that. But I think it's going to backfire pretty soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the Rockets are, I don't know what's going on with them, man. They got a lot of issues, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I saw Mike Melcher point that out. He said that was one of the strangest things he's ever seen in Houston is how people aren't criticizing <laughs> Raphael Stone enough. I'm like, you guess you ain't been to Bissonette before. But... <laughs> <laughs> one of the strangest things you've seen in Houston in your whole time here is how nobody is criticizing Raphael Stone. All right. Yeah. But <laughs> uh yeah, so so that's the Rihanna thing. Like there was no reason for him to go there at all. Yeah. I didn't think the take itself was wrong. Yeah. But it was very extra and it seemed like he was just being sassy for no reason. He yeah. tried to play it off like he was asked. To yes, compare them, yes. like we, we, the clip is out there, man. He just she she lobbed you a softball, yeah, and he was swinging for the fences like it was fucking he, MLB or some shit. Yeah, man. he was trying to he was trying to play first take. I think he used to it. Where, yeah, hey, I I like this person. All right, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna tell you why I don't like that yeah. person. I think he was trying to play that a little bit to try to get the ooh really ooh yeah try to get the back and forth. <laughs> And um, I think the key thing is because a lot of people were saying how, oh, he shouldn't have to apologize. Ain't nobody forced him to apologize. He apologized on his own. ESPN didn't make him apologize on first take. Mm-hmm. No, he got that smoke. And so he felt like he had to go out there because he knew it It sounded crazy. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, DP Lou said they need Dende at the Super Bowl. Yeah, they do need Dende. Shout at the out Super to Bowl, Dende, man. man. That's Dende, my man. Shout out to Dende. We gotta get Dende. Back. That was a fun. Game. 
Yeah, we got to get him up back. here. I think he just released a project too. So. A word, word, yeah. word. Yeah. And HRWS1, I'm going to call you HRW. I'm going to call, look, nigga, y'all, y'all need real names H- up in here, man, H-R-Dub. okay? I'll be trying to shout y'all out, but I have no I idea what to the, call I think you. These HRW. <laughs> Says, sup, fellas, hearing that too, but didn't Stone get rockets out of the hardened mess? I mean, he had no choice. Uh, but yeah, to do that. yeah. I don't right. think, yeah, I don't think it was like a Nick Casario thing where nobody mm-hmm. wanted him and he had cases and all that stuff. I think that was an easy deal. He got the best what he could get from it. But just look at the team, man. I think it was rumors of him. Um, well, we seen the we seen the John Wall um interview. Yeah, um, John Wall pretty much said um, the coach told him that they were starting uh, Kevin Porter Jr. at point guard, and he was coming off the bench, and that was out of his hands. That he it wasn't his idea; it was coming from the front office. That right there show you how crazy that is. Like the coach was sitting there telling John Wall, like, "Yeah, I agree, but it's coming from upstairs." Mm-hmm. That's. That's not a good look, man. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about, oh, we see a Tab says real names like Taylor Bell. What's up, Tab, a.k.a. Taylor Bell? What's going on, dog? Glad to have you in the chat as well. Um, so we can get into that too, man. What were your thoughts on that, John Wall? I didn't see the whole thing. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see the whole uh, John Wall interview. Um, but what did you think about his comments about James Harden, about the Rockets, about them losing on purpose? about how they wouldn't even be in the league if they were playing like this on some teams. And uh, what do you think about that? Whole? Do you think he was being a chatty patty or do you think he has some valid points? I think he has some valid points, man. Like I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, it's just a sorry former uh, uh, star point guard just complaining. Be, uh, what is he doing now and all that stuff. But remember when he, he came off of an injury in Washington, and they traded him for Russell Westbrook. So I thought he was gearing up to play with James Harden. And I think he thought the same thing. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I think he was being 100% honest, man. Could he been better? Probably so. But I think he was being 100% honest. He, um, yeah, no, I was cracking up where he was, I guess, when he landed in Houston. And uh, he hit up James Harden. He said he about to go to Atlanta for a little baby birthday party. <laughs> I'm like, I know that damn sure ain't no lie. <laughs> that ain't no lie. I, I, no, no. He was telling the truth with that. And then he said, hey, you want me, uh, uh, you, could, uh, you could fly with me. He like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, no. like, I ain't about to do all that. So it seemed like James, it seemed like James Harden had no problem with John Wall, but that was James Harden being James Harden. And I think he know he wanted out anyway. So he he was just being James Harden. But um, as far as uh, the other comments from John Wall, I, th- I kind of, I don't think, to me, I don't believe a t- um, anybody in the front office told anybody, the coaches and all that stuff to, hey, you got to tank. Like mm-hmm. we're tanking the season. I just don't believe that. I think somebody would get in a lot of trouble if that was actually the 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 words they used. But if 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 the front office wanted to start Kevin Porter Jr. over John Wall and told John Wall he'll probably get like 15 minutes or some games he won't play. To me, I feel like that's tanking because you're not playing the best player. And mm-hmm. I felt like John Wall was the best player. 
And um, the crazy part about it is I don't think I don't I think the Rockets would have still been bad. It's not like he if he would have played, they would have been in the middle of the pack. I think they still could have been bad. Maybe John, it, it would have been probably a little more entertaining to watch, but you probably could have traded John Wall, got something back for him, and, you know, you could have left on good terms. But I totally, I, I totally believe John Wall, man. Um, he might have been exaggerating a little bit when it comes to he wanted to practice and all this stuff, and they told him not to – not to come to pre- not to be around the team, and he had to go to the gym before seven in the morning to practice, and before the team get there. And I think he might have been a little exaggerating a little bit. I think part I think part of that was him saying, "Screw it, I ain't about to come if y'all ain't about to uh, play me." So I think I think he might have been dressing up the story a little bit on those parts. But I think the overall thing, I think he was being one hundred percent honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, man, all I could do was sit back and laugh a little bit. Everybody who was excited for the excited for the Rockets tank, excited for the new core, it's just like, look what y'all have now, man. Y'all wanted this tank. Y'all wanted the tank for when everybody wanted the tank for Wimbaya, however you say his name, Wimbaya, what Victor, what Boomabaya or whatever, Boom of you, whatever. Everybody wanted the tank for him at the beginning of the season. Now the tank is too ugly for people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and now you want the coach fired. Nah, the, the job got to be finished, man. Job's not finished, like Kogi said. Job's yeah. not finished. <laughs> DP Lou uh, goes back to Dende and says, before we crash is his new EP. Last week he had the third hottest R&B track on Apple Music, better than him, and Title made a post about him on the IG page. You can call me Wow This Guy LOL. Okay, uh, Wow This Guy LOL. Um, yeah, I'm, I, we got to check that, man. I didn't know then they had a new EP out. But uh, congrats to him, man. That's a big look on title, big look on Apple. Happy for him, man. Yeah, that's my dude. dude. I, to, I told him he got to make an intro for us, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. We got to get him on and uh, talk about everything. Talk about Pokemon, talk about music, yeah. talk about everything, man. And dude's hilarious. Yeah. He's a nerd like me, so I feel like we got that vibe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and DP Lou also says uh, the or about that you wow this guy wow this guy is that what you want us to call you that's why that's okay. why, that's why I know him by because he used to uh, he used to always call in on the show on six ten okay so he'd be like okay. hey this is wow this guy lol at first okay. I didn't know so what he was names saying. change to protect the innocent we won't call you uh, what we see on you yeah. on the comments we'll call you wow this guy lol. Uh, says the front office can do what the Texans front office should have done and make roster decisions that help impact the future. Uh, yeah, I thought that was they were. That's what they were doing or trying yeah. to do. I think. See, they. I mean, they traded James Harden. They had some draft picks. They drafted the players that was there. And you know, I mean, they're not really looking good. Jaylen, even Jalen Green, Jalen Green had like forty-one points the last time he played, but before that, man, he he's not look, he's not shooting good at all, man. The, yeah, the, the brother can't shoot. <laughs> the the fan base is making bad defense mixtapes about him, man. That's yes. how bad the defense <laughs> is getting now, dog. Yeah. It used to be when when that hard when that viral Harden clip came out, at least that was like the ops doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that was people who hated Houston and hated Harden. 
But this one's come from the fan base, man. They're saying <laughs> Jalen Green might be the worst defender in the league right now. And I've seen a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know what they can do. Look, th- this tank is going to be ugly, man. We knew it was going to be ugly. We'll see. Uh, I'm hoping they get the, – here's a here's a thing, man. I feel like rarely – the NBA is trying their damnedest not to award tanking. Yeah. You know, I always remember how – in the midst of like the Philadelphia 76 is going on that legendary tank run. Yeah. Where they would tank, Trust get, the get like the fourth pick, trade the fourth pick yeah. for more picks and yeah. then tank again. Yeah. And, but they never got the first pick until they fired their GM. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly out of nowhere, they got their first pick, the first, yeah. the, the first overall pick. So I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think the NBA lottery is at least somewhat rigged. And they're not going to award teams that are clearly tanking. Yeah. So I feel like the Rockets will not be a, a rewarded for having the worst l- l- uh, record in the league yeah. by getting Victor number one overall. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd we'll be interesting, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I know the fan base is going through it. I know they're having meltdowns over this uh, season. And they just lost to the Lakers. It was a close one with the Lakers, which was surprising. Yeah. But <laughs> so yeah, Shit, they uh, lost to the they lost to the Hornets, who was the other worst team in the league. <laughs> yeah. Now every tanking team looks good against the. T- yes. <laughs> That's the terrible part. The Spurs look good against the Rockets. The Hornets look good against the Rockets. It's yeah. ugly. Yeah. Wow. This guy, LOL, says the Texans front office shouldn't have let Cooks play last game. We got we messed around and became the Jets with Zach Wilson. The Jets should have lost to the Rams last week of the season and got Trevor Lawrence, but instead they won and got yeah, that's been brought up before. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. But I mean, yeah, that that that's on the front office. You yeah. put those players out there, they're gonna yeah. try to win. Lovey Smith is gonna try to win. So I don't put that on the players or the coach. That's on the front office. They should have made that call. They didn't, so this this is where we are. Yeah, but we'll see. We don't know. We don't. We don't know yet, man. We can't. We don't know if Bryce Young gonna be the second coming of fucking Peyton Manning. Okay, we don't know these things yet. Yeah. So let, let, let's pump the brakes a little bit. We don't know if you're gonna be Patrick Mahomes, man. We don't know yeah. this yet. So yeah, uh, pump real, the brakes a little bit. Real quick, while we on sports, we ain't gonna stay here long. But do you want Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryan's? D'Amico Ryan's. <laughs> I just don't understand the hype for Sean Payton. Like, number do do people really think Sean Payton's going to come here? Number one, I, I've yeah. heard. I, I feel like the national media is or local media is trying to talk themselves into believing it. Why would Sean Payton come here? Yeah, I think to me, I think he, I think it's a good, I think it's a uh, thought. If depending on where he want to go, if he want to just try to go to a team and get right to a Super Bowl ASAP, I would say the Denver, maybe the Denver Broncos because that's probably the best chance because maybe you could revive Russell Wilson and you can, you know, be dope in that, in that, um, in that division. But if he, if he want to get the whole Drew Brees monkey on my back and start fresh and have a, um, go to a team with a bunch of cap money and a bunch of picks, and just try to, you know, roll with a, a Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and show people what he could do, then I can see him coming here. 
I, I, I can see it because they if, if they didn't have the cap money or the draft picks, I don't think he would. But I they got two two uh first round picks this year and next year and a lot of uh draft picks. I mean and a lot of cap money. So I could I could see it, but I just honestly, me personally, I just don't know if him and Nick Casario can work together. Because um Sean Payton was the type of coach. He I kind of looked at him as like a Bill Belichick type of coach mm-hmm. who who, you know, is heavy into the personnel part. And I felt like Nick Casario is heavy into the personnel part. So I think I think the only way this would work if if we didn't have like a Nick Casario, if we had some type of empty GM uh, suit guy, a, a, a GM that's in an empty suit who just do whatever he say, and um, he and Sean Payton make the decisions. That's the only way I think it will work. But I kind of agree with you. I was a little excited thinking that it was a possibility we could get Sean Payton. But the price, man, I'm look, man, I'm not I'm not a fan of trading any draft picks for a head coach. I just don't see it. And I think it's reports out there saying that um the Saints want like a a, a John Gruden type of a haul for him. And I'm like, I'm not paying no two first round picks and a second round pick for a head coach. To me, that's ridiculous, and and he want like twenty five mil a year. Like, nah, I'm good, man. I I, I look, I, look, man. He could be an offensive genius all he want, but he only got the one Super Bowl, and their team and, and the Saints always folding in the playoffs, <laughs> like every single time, man. Outside of that one Super Bowl, so I just I don't know, man. I just don't. I think he a good coach. I just don't think he that good of a coach where I where I'm trading a first round pick for him. I think that's I think that's crazy. That's when I was out on it. Yeah, number one, you don't want to trade the pick. Number two, I just don't believe. Like, if you were Sean Payton and you had your pick of teams to go go to, why would you pick Houston? Like, he's still on a contract with the Saints, who are yeah. right there to win this division this year. By the way. Yeah. The Buccaneers wanted with eight and going eight and nine. The Saints were seven and ten. So they were right there. Yeah. Why would you go to a team that only won like three games, man? <laughs> and yeah. and, and uh, with a team that's clearly better in their division with the Jaguars. Yeah. Like and he pretty it, much it, and he pretty much quit. It it wasn't like he he got fired from there. He stepped back. He quit. He he sat on the couch and did analysis and relaxed. Yeah. Why would he come stress himself out in this organization, man? I just don't get why people think he would come here or that is realistic. It's it's not gonna happen, man. Yeah. But I want D'Amico, nice hometown dude who played with the team. I think there's a incentive for him to turn this whole thing around. I would like to see that. But yeah, yeah. uh Sean Payton ain't coming here, man. Come on now. <laughs> um uh, wow, this guy LOL says, What price would you pay as far as draft capital for Trey Lance? Um, what's the last round in the <laughs> seven? <laughs> a tenth overall <laughs> tenth pick. <laughs> right, something something in the, the later rounds. Uh, man, Trey Lance, I, I'm not a believer in him, dog. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um look, I, I don't want to go from Davis Mills to Trey Lance. All right. We need somebody <laughs> who we know can play the quarterback the quarterback position a little better than that. Yeah. So I I think if we if we do get D'Amico Ryans, 
I think it's a big possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo could come here. And I'm I'm good with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying he a superstar or nothing, but he played all right in San Francisco. So that and that's better than Davis Mills. So I I could see that possibly happening. That's if they don't draft a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I, I'm not in on Trey Lance, man. I'm sorry. I don't want him here. Nah, <laughs> he ain't. I, I saw I saw him play last year. Nah. Yeah. Uh, Wild Guy LO also says, chance of D'Amico going defense in the draft and bringing Lance with him. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. I, I could see that. I could, I could see him going defense and bringing Garoppolo with him. I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I don't see him bringing Trey Lance or making a move for Trey, but who knows? Yeah. And Drunk says, Trey Lance played like a scared stray dog. <laughs> he also says, I love D'Amico Ryan, but y'all need, y'all need an offensive coach in Houston, I feel like. Yeah, we definitely do, man. Yeah. We tried with the defense with the, uh, Lovey Smith. It didn't work. So, yeah, we need, we need an offense, number one. We need a quarterback. We need everything, man. Okay, yeah. we, we, I don't know where to start at this point. We knew yeah. we know we have a running back. That's really about it. And honestly, we need so, another one, man. Yes, because we're we gonna do. burn we need him more out. depth at the running back yeah. position. So, <laughs> look, the the Texans need everything yeah. at this point. Okay, they got to build from the bottom up. Yeah. So they need everything. But you would imagine, like, we got to get the quarterback. If you want to, if you want this city excited about football. You need a quarterback. Okay, that's that's just as simple as it is, man. You you got to get somebody who can play. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny P says we need a new front office. Oh, that's uh 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 the the, the mixologist, right? Oh yeah 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 yeah. What's up, Joe? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um. So yeah, we need we need everything, man. We need everything. We need a. Uh, uh, to build the entire team from the bottom up, and I don't know how we're going to do it. Mad, Mad wild chemist, chemist, that's yes. right, that's right. That's <laughs> you said right. the mixologist. Mix up, you the mixologist of the <laughs> of the podcast, man. Uh, so yeah, we need we need a lot of help. So yeah. I don't know, but draft coming up uh, after, of course, everything settles out. Have you been watching the NFL playoffs, man? You've been excited yeah. by them. Yeah, man. This week is going to be a crazy week, man. It will be. You got you got the Giants versus the uh the Eagles. That's crazy though. I I've been seeing a bunch of Eagle fans and Giants fans just going back and forth. This is New York versus Philly. Yeah. Like it don't get no more East Coast than that. Like e- even if it was like even if it was like the Jets versus the uh the, uh, the, the Patriots. That's cool, but no, nah, this this don't get no more East Coast than New York versus Philly. That's so that's gonna be a fun matchup, and then shoot the Cowboys and the um and the Forty ers That's a legendary matchup right there. They mm-hmm. they had they battles in the nineties, so uh, it should be it should be fun, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Drunk says, whatever y'all do, don't take C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young, yes. We're not going to get Bryce Young, man. I, I, I would imagine the Bears going to trade that pick and somebody else going to take him. So, yeah, that dream is dead as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, funny thing is with y'all, with a good draft, y'all can easily win, easily win a division. Man, I don't know. I don't know. The Jaguars heated up and they beat the Texans' ass late in the season. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be even better next year. Barring yeah. injury, 
I don't know if the, the, the division is just up for grabs like but, that. But the Titans and the, the Colts ain't – I don't know what they going to be next year, man. They look yeah. awful this year. So, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mag, Mad Wine Kim says the last time we drafted a QB before we had an O-line that didn't work well for us. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. We need the O-line first. But, look, we, we just need everything. Isn't next year's QB draft better? A lot of uh, people been ask. saying that. Yeah, uh, Caleb Will, uh, Williams from USC. Everybody mm-hmm. keeps saying uh, he's better. And uh, the weird part about it is a lot of fans kept saying tank for next year. Tank for that. Nick Casario can't afford to tank, man. Yeah, he can't. He will be out of here. <laughs> so he, I think most likely he probably going to draft a quarterback or he got to make a move for an established quarterback. There's no way he could just be focused on next year draft because yeah, Buddy no. ain't going to be here. <laughs> going to fire another head coach, man? What's going on here? Yes. You think get another black head coach and fire him? <laughs> I can't imagine that. D'Amico Ryan's fired after one year. Oh, my God. Come on, man. I, the world will turn upside down at that point, man. <laughs> they going to Photoshop a, a clan robe over Toro, man. It's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be rough. So, yeah, no, they, they can't tank next year. They got to try to put something together on the field, but we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know what's happening anymore, man. Sports are crazy. I can't call it. But we will see a lot going down. Uh, exciting weekend of football. Cowboys 49ers like it's fucking 1995. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see them face off in the playoffs again, man. So, yeah, good times to be a – watching the NFL, of course. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what podcast this is for a second, man. We did yeah, a long... Just <laughs> turned the first take. <laughs> yeah, this, this was the first take. I mean, look, not a whole lot happened in hip-hop and all that, so we had to make a long tangent for sports. Plus, we had the people chiming in. I know y'all heavy in the Houston sports on the uh, comment line, so we had mm-hmm. to get our uh, two cents in and all that stuff. So, <laughs> uh, With all that being said, um, other headlines this week that caught our eye. Uh, did you see the video of Young Thug in court being yeah. passed? What we now know was drugs by his co-defendant <laughs> and immediately getting caught with it. I seen that. <laughs> so what is what are your thoughts about this, man? Because, of course, Young Thug's lawyer is saying he had no idea what this was. <laughs> And he 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 did receive it, but he immediately gave it up. Apparently, the uh, co-defendant went to the hospital because he tried to swallow <laughs> some of the drugs he had. But apparently, there was like perc. It was a bag of Percocet. I think there was some weed in there too. And yeah, and this is a guy who's in the Rico case, but apparently, he also is doing life for a murder. So Damn. he ain't yeah he ain't getting out anytime soon. But uh, Figgy, do you think uh, Mr. Jeffrey, part of uh, YSL, the label, not the gang, <laughs> <laughs> uh, allegedly, do you think uh, he had no idea uh, about this drug pass off, or do you think he requested it from his man? Look, I'm a look. I'll say this. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna say he had no idea. Because I know Young Thug can't be that stupid. Just try to get his man to pass him something in broad sure? daylight, man. 
I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt <laughs> because this was the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time, man. I, I couldn't believe it to the point I thought maybe the lawyer was trying to do something. Maybe they trying to play chess or something where I don't know what it was, but I, I was trying to think every possible scenario why that happened. And I'm like, man, I know these dudes just ain't that stupid. Because he just randomly walked right up there. It just passed him. So, like, who wouldn't? Like, everybody in that courtroom probably like, what What? What did he give him? <laughs> that guy, like, that, to me, that was insane. I, I was mind blown when I seen that. I'm like, damn, it's, like, it wasn't nothing slick about it. It'd be one thing if, you know, the lawyer went up to the person or something like that. And then the lawyer, you know, passed him the a, a note or something. It wasn't even that, man. I, I couldn't believe it, man. I know. Look, I I hope everything work out. I hope. Look, I hope everything work out. But mm -hmm. if he that stupid, man, he deserved to go to jail, man. Because if if they being reckless like that in court, I can't even imagine how reckless it's being when they wasn't going through this trial. So, man, that, I, I was mind blown when I seen that. And I was really trying to figure out a way to see why they would do something like that. Maybe maybe it was something over my head. But I couldn't think of nothing, man. Nigga want a Percocet, man. <laughs> like, I think it's that <laughs> yeah, simple. Yeah, let me, let me walk past the judge thought, and the he lawyers. Thought it, he thought nobody was looking. Yeah, let me walk okay. past let me walk past the bailiff and the security guards and the sheriff to – to give him this pill that I sh I probably shouldn't have in this in this room, and give it to a a guy that's on trial. <laughs> man, that's that's why. It, was that the only way to do it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> but I, I really couldn't believe this, man. I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody. I thought it was like a prank tweet. I had to check the source, and oh, it's a real reporter's name doing this. Was he hacked? But then I saw the video. And I was like, holy shit, I couldn't believe it, man. This is like, this is like something straight out of people say the boondocks all the time, but this is like legit some <laughs> shit off the boondocks or some kind of comedy skit, some Chappelle show skit about a rapper on trial. <laughs> like, how could you think you could get away with some shit like this, man? Like, it, it was amazing that they even attempted this. And yeah. it, it was, what a wild the, the ass. Yeah, I, I feel like this is gonna be just a a, a trial filled of, filled with. It's already been filled with fuckery. We got the judge reading lyrics. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we got Young Thug freshly braided up somehow. <laughs> we got we got uh, uh, uh memes and shit already, and now we got a, a attempted pass off a of Percocet and weed in the middle of court. In the open. With, <laughs> right in front of the fucking guards and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's going to be a trial filled with fuckery and just insanity, man. It, yeah. it, it ain't even start yet. I think they're still doing jury selection. So, yeah, this is, yeah, is going to be wild. This is something I expect in the show Power. Yes. I expect, and if it happened, you'd and be they like, man, got away come with on. It. Yeah, they would have got away with it. <laughs> Like oh yeah, yeah let me talk to the to, uh, to the person on trial real quick. Okay, here we go. All right, sorry about that, judge. And they just <laughs> don't nobody check and see what was going on. That's what that's what it seemed like. He attempted to do, but nah, buddy, this ain't power. 
This ain't Courtney Kemp writing. <laughs> yes, I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I have no other words for it, man. It was a, a really ridiculous thing to see happen in court, but that's that's this is, this is what this YSL case is gonna be, man. So yeah, it is did, what it is. Did you see somebody that I think they skipped or they missed jury selection or something like that because they was on vacation? And I didn't see that. I think, but that's hilarious too. Yeah, I think the judge made them write like a twenty-four page, um, I guess, uh, report or something like that for missing. He gave him homework. Yes, he, he said he had to write. <laughs> yeah, look at the. It, it oh yeah, I did. I remember that because he said something like, you know, back in the day, black people weren't even allowed to be on juries. Yeah. So some shit like that. I, I do remember that now. Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they made him write or him or her write a uh, twenty-four page report on. I guess I don't know on why it's important or something like that. That was. I'm like, man, what? Twenty-four pages is wild, man. <laughs> this dude, I feel this judge is like, he's doing too much, man. Some is he trying to be like the Lance Ito of the OJ judge or some shit, man? Trying to be all up in the papers about this case, all up in the videos, all up in the videos. Yeah, I don't know, man, but this is yeah, the judge is doing a lot, man. He needs to calm down too. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this whole thing shakes out. Other things that happened this week, um. You see this young what's what's this thing about young Miami and 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 P Diddy P, P Diddy yeah, yeah we did there P Diddy <laughs> she's saying she likes to get peed on by Diddy uh well she didn't uh, she ain't say that so uh, let me I'm gonna find the clip so I can play it but um her on her show Carisha uh I think Carisha please mm-hmm. uh, she had Trina on there and um. Trina pretty much, uh, I guess she picked some type of card, and I think they asked if they like uh, she liked golden showers, and she did. <laughs> she didn't say Diddy name or anything like that, but I think people assume that uh, Diddy be doing that to her because they're currently together. Uh, so wait, she said she likes golden showers. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of, I was kind of shocked hearing that from her. I mean, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised, but uh, I I remember the Kevin Gates interview. I think that came up as well. And Kevin Gates said he likes a girl just pee, and then he said something super nasty. He said one time when they were driving, he had a girl pee in a cup and he drank it. Did you see? I ain't see that. Oh, you know, oh, I did God. see. I think I did. I re, I did remember that. Uh, oh rappers goodness. are fucking disgusting, man. Like yes. <laughs> this is why we need to end hip hop, dog. <laughs> this, we've gone too far in rap. What's yeah. going on with these rappers? I don't know, man. They getting. I, it, remember, it was a big deal when Lil Wayne was rapping about eating box. Yes. Yeah, because like, every rapper pretended like they didn't back yeah, in the day. Yes, every rapper was juvenile. I love pussy, but I ain't licking. <laughs> yeah. And then Lil Wayne came out. I like how yeah. long had that grab out. Yeah. So let, let's hear what, the, what these birds talk about. <laughs> I can't say it. You got to. It say take a shot if you like golden showers. I do. Golden showers. 
Meaning when the guy pees on you, mm-hmm. pee on you everywhere, you like it? I just like it. You do? Mm-hmm. Freak. <laughs> Freak of the week, huh? So you say take a shot. You not take, you say take a shot? Oh, we need yeah, a shot. Yeah, I take a shot. You I like go to shower? I do. But it's like just... peeing on you? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just too something. I'm going to be honest. Hold on, one more thing. I need something a little, a little less. <laughs> So I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had a golden shower. I did. Wow. Did you... <laughs> I've never had a golden shower. Like, I've given one. Oh, is that Ooh. the same thing as squirting? Or... Yeah. They, well, they say that. I don't know. But I I don't had a golden shower, and I like it. I give them. I give them. <laughs> golden shower. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never, I've never experienced that. Hmm. I'm all about trying new things, though. <laughs> I'm Theon Trina. Yeah, like, you know when you drunk, and you just <laughs> and they just peeing all over your body. You just like you know peeing your butt, peeing your pussy. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> She's and trying to normalize it. <laughs> it. It depends. Like you can pee on me in the shower. You can pee on me like once you come here. Like it just depends. Yeah, she it looked Damn. like she enjoyed this. Damn. She's getting turned through and talking about it. Right? She was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. She's trying to normalize it. Yeah. Well, you know, like, what normal circumstances a motherfucker just going to pee on you? Yes. Okay? <laughs> but <laughs> to each their own, man. To each their own. I, I knew one of my homies used to <laughs> told me, like, getting peed on by girls. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I don't like pee, man. That shit I, smells funny. Yeah, I expect it from a um like a guy liking it. Like mm-hmm. I I'm not down with it, but I would get because guys are a little weird too. Yeah. So I can yeah. I can see that coming from a guy because shit, it's it's guys out there that be loving to sniff panties and all that stuff. So, yeah. So yeah. getting peed mm-hmm. on don't really, you know, shock me. I was shocked that she liked to get peed on. Like being a woman, that I, I was kind of shocked at that because at first I thought she was talking about you know she mm-hmm. liked doing it, but she I was like, damn, <laughs> that's strange. Yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, see, everybody was everybody was trying to get R. Kelly out to pain for that at first. He was ahead of uh, yeah, ahead he, of his time. He was. Look, that JT said she wanted R. Kelly to rape her. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. <Not> guess. <laughs> in a long since deleted tweet. Yeah, so. <laughs> look, man. Look, it, it's some freaky shit, but I don't judge nobody. Like there, there's worse things to do. Uh, that yeah. shit is where the draw, the line has to be absolutely drawn. Okay, anything like that, any the BDSM shit, I don't get the fucking torture, ch- like fucking beating, hitting yeah. people with paddles and shit. I, I ain't in all that time, bitches up and shit, man. Yeah, but I mean, P is. I guess on the, on the level of freakiness. A golden shower is not that super freaky. Yeah. You know, it's a natural body function. And yeah. like she she mentioned, like if you get if you're getting squirted on, you don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. So <laughs> that ain't gonna stop no show for us men. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, and jump out the pussy. So <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. Did so, you um yeah. did you see that? I think this happened last year, but did you see what um grow uh Glow is into? Uh, I saw it on the rundown. Yeah. I didn't see her hear her talk about it. You want to hear her talk about it? <laughs> yeah, let's go. While, while we're already down this road, so we yeah, might we well might as well get it on. Keep going. Way. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, these girls into some freaky stuff, man. It's a new age, man. I think porn has like really changed people. 
Yeah. All right. Lorilla shares the nastiest thing she's done in the bedroom. Okay, let's hear it on Angela Yee's show. You nasty too, you think? If people would like, if I had to say about Glorilla in bed, she is nasty, Y'all freaky. be doing some nasty, like, y'all do some shit that I never heard of. <laughs> like what? We need the examples. Ooh. Okay, so y'all do drink nut right. Yeah, everybody yeah. smile. Okay, we just say swallow. Drink nut sound like, nasty. Drink, drink nut does sound nasty. <laughs> I actually need to think about we what say she swallow. does. Swallow. 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 It's YouTube bar in now. This, yeah. All right, so some people just got done eating. Then we had sex right after. And some food, and I'm going to still eat it. So if you've been not like, none of my food, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> it's like dressing. I like, just none of my fries real quick, and I'm going to eat it. None of my fries. That is crazy. <laughs> I've never even that thought to do that. <laughs> <laughs> On the scale of 1 to 10, how weird is that? Uh, <laughs> I mean... All right, Look, so let's man. localize it real quick. Your girl said, uh, let's say y'all just went out to eat. Y'all mm -hmm. bring back the doggy bag. Y'all get it on. And she said, hey, I want you to um, I want you to go all over my food <laughs> so I can eat it. <laughs> I mean, I would I, I would do it, <laughs> but I'd also be laughing the whole time. <laughs> like it would just be super funny to me. Like doing on a taco or some shit, but I mean, look, it, it's going inside one way or the other. So it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, look, man. I, honestly, look, I, I'm starting to think maybe these right wing people who want to ban porn are onto something at sometimes because I think our minds have been mutilated by porn. Dog, this is something you'd see in like some hardcore porn, basically. Yeah. You know, and now people just do it like it's normal. Like I, I read some report about an increased number of women who are having problems in their anus because of their they're doing anal sex a lot. And yeah. now they're having like issues medically. Man. And it's like, look, big ain't supposed to go in there. <laughs> so it's it's all uh porn has has made us deranged and just and look, I, I look. I, I admit, I've I've been to like I, I've seen some crazy shit. I've done some crazy shit, but I think for the betterment of mankind, we got to like rein back on the porn, man. Because yeah. <laughs> it, I think our minds have become desensitized to crazy shit, and it, it's just it's too much. It's too much. Our our brains are are fried. So. Yeah. <laughs> HRW says only kiss on the cheek afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just it's, sitting here thinking about her just chomping on some fries with some semen on it, just like it's fucking ketchup or some shit, man. <laughs> Dog, you, you realize like some of these women be doing this shit and then just go about their day afterwards. Yeah, like think about all the women you hug. Think about all the women you you you, you be talking I think to. About, I, I think about that all the time. You know how you be out and, you know, somebody, hey, what's up? And then, they, you know, you might be a little tipsy and they give you a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. I'll be like, I wonder where, <laughs> where <Yeah>. them lips <laughs> been. <laughs> or I think about all the, like, you've been back when your single days with the women you made out with yeah. randomly. 
like in a club or wherever. You don't know where their mouth has been, dog. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know what they just finished doing. Yes. And I'm kind of glad I'm out the game because I, I, I don't want to sound like an old man, but back in my day, nobody was into all of this freaky shit, man. So it was just eating box, having sex all type of different ways. So now, now like you got the um, you got the crew that's eating ass. Yeah, you got all type of stuff. You got women eating ass and mm-hmm. all type of stuff. It's just like, man, this is a whole different game now. <laughs> it's a young man's game now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all got it. it's a young man's game now. Yeah, yeah, it's nasty, man. <laughs> uh, HRW says crazy ish beyond sea bay chatter bay. Yeah, chatter base the plug man for for crazy free <laughs> shit you can see man. but yeah it, that, that's a wild place too man <laughs> dre eagle says somebody done kissed you on the cheek and they hold bottom lip their bottom lip a whole daycare yeah you gotta <laughs> think about these things man yes. you really gotta think about these things when you when you because i know some some women i've worked with have told me some crazy stories about how they just be fucking wild getting nutted on and then going right to work not showering not nothing it's like ugh. yeah so yeah do you ever think do you ever think about marriage shit crazy yeah do you ever think about somebody you hug and be like damn i wonder who was all up on this (laughs) so i try not to man i try not to i try not to but it's you you have to keep that in mind man like like i said like the making out thing is what really gets me because yeah. I used to make out with random ass chicks, man. Whoever yeah. was down, it could be like <laughs> a fucking bus driver out that was cute in college. <laughs> some fucking... <laughs> it could be uh, some chick I, I worked with and she was drunk one night. You don't know fucking anybody, man. Yes. But it's like you really think about that. It's, ugh. You don't yeah, know where it's... where them hands been. You don't know where that mouth been. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's nasty. So yeah, you gotta protect yourself. And yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot going. This this world is crazy, man. This this porn has rotted our brains in a sense. Sexually. Yes, yes. I'm I'm from an era where you know eating a box was a freaky thing. Like I remember out here sending texts like, "Oh yeah, I'm a freak. I like to eat the box." Mm-hmm. And they be like, "Ooh, ooh, yeah." Now that's that's damn near close to missionary at this point. Dog, that's like high school shit at this yes, point. Yes, that's hum- that's dry humping. <laughs> yep. Nah, you gotta fucking yeah, and, and you gotta. It was taboo for black people. Yeah, it was, but now it's, it's like nothing, man. And now I don't know. Expectations just fucked up, man. I think yeah. men expect women to be super freaky now. And women expect men to be fucking all day like some porn stars and shit. That's yeah. why all these men, young dudes, that's another thing people have been not really talking about a whole lot. Like sexual supplements for men, that used to be for like for dudes who were old as fuck and couldn't get it up. Yeah. Now it's dudes in their 20s buying this shit, man. Yes. You got dudes getting Percocet just for the benefits sexually. It ain't like 22 years old, man. <laughs> you got dudes buying all this gas station dick pills, all this stuff. And yeah, young as fuck, man, because they man. can't get it up because fucking porn and jerking off and all this stuff is just ruined drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's done oh, fucked yeah. up. They dicks, man. So, man. 
wild world out here. Wild world we're living in. Everybody be safe. Everybody abstain <laughs> yes. from sex sometimes. You ain't got to yeah. always be horny. I know yeah. it's hard. Do you think people, I mean, I, want, I would like to see the sales of condoms. Is condoms still a thing where, you know, the sales is up or people just don't give a shit? I think everybody just raw dog and hoping for the best, man. Like that was already what it was anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was it was I, a point where it was like safe sex, safe sex. Mm-hmm. But now I don't I don't really hear that no more. I might see a no. condo commercial once a year or some shit, but I do not see that now, man. It's a, I've, I've, I remember walking around with a condom in my wallet. Like mm-hmm. I will always I would make sure I I, I I go to the store to get some. <laughs> Yes. Now I'm just like, man, like, do people still do that? <laughs> or are you going to look like a cornball if you pull out a condom? I think it's, if you're like, if it's like a random hookup, I'm sure there, there would have to be a condom involved. But yeah, I mean, women, women like raw sex too, man. And yeah. I think they're done trying to act like they don't. <laughs> so yeah. now it's just plan B is the plan at this point. <laughs> yeah. Plan B is plan A. <laughs> there ain't there ain't no contraception being used during sex no more, man. Even Drake got caught up. The super careful Drake yes. <laughs> got caught up. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, porn too accessible now. Yeah, I agree, man. It's everywhere. Can't escape it. And yeah, it's wild. On, it's world on the damn in. timeline, man. I could be scrolling, looking on my timeline. Mm-hmm. I just see some ass and titties just out of nowhere, and like, yep. oh shit, <laughs> like what the like who who retweeted this. So, yeah. Dangerous, man. Get on Instagram up. Got to close it. Yeah. Watch TV up. Got to close it. Yeah. Mad wine, chemist sex. Yeah. Safe sex was everywhere in the late 90s. Yeah. Even in the rap songs. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, maybe make sure I got the Jimmy hat on. Yeah. Shit like that. Keep safe sex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everybody, because that was during the HIV scare, to be fair. Yeah. Everybody was scared of getting HIV. Mm-hmm. And. Back then, we thought like it was very common that a dude could get it from a woman. Now we know uh, I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like it's uh, it, the, the HIV scare played a, a huge part into the safe sex um, movement of the '90s and 2000s in hip hop and rap and all that. But yeah. that is long since gone, yeah. man. And now niggas on niggas ain't even scared of HIV no more, man. No, I, okay? I never heard nobody. I hear all these commercials about treating HIV, so I guess it's not really a problem no more. But yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> hear nobody scared of that, man. Right. I, if anything, I I feel like people just if I get if I get something, I could just take some antibiotics to clean it up. Yes, niggas. Or, <laughs> this how you know this how this how crazy it is, man. People don't even bat an eye about herpes. I'm scared of herpes. Man, I will be terrified to get herpes, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that stuff stay with you forever. Like, nah, like, that. that's when I, that's one of the things what made me wear a condom. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get no, like, I I do not want to be known as, you know, having herpes for the rest of my life. To me, that's damn near, you know, of course it's not as bad as AIDS, but. Mm-hmm. It's to me is up there, man. It's it's, it's a close second <laughs> because that's something that stuck with you forever. So, uh, but it seems like people don't even care about that. You see rumors with rappers, uh, people like Young Boy coming out saying he, I guess he had it. I think he mentioned it, but I still say allegedly. But 
They just coming out saying they the whole had industry it. got herpes, like, man. Like yeah. let's, they they all fucking the same people. <laughs> like and, and we know they got like come on, man. They they don't have to expose it because I don't really care. But we know they got her. Everybody got herpes out here, man. In the entertainment industry, they all fucking the same people. They get keep the same rotation of women, and we know they ain't using condoms, man. So yeah, we know they all got herpes. Whatever, live your truth. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Usher, yeah, I've heard that rumor too. That big woman <laughs> who came out and said that she get he gave her herpes. Yeah. yeah. So but, yeah, that man, that's that's just wild, man. I just. <laughs> Like I said, it's a young man's game. <laughs> it is. Savages <laughs> out here, man. Really, you yeah. got to protect yourself. And, yeah, just just do what you can because it's, it's a new world. Um, Other things going on this week that we noticed. Um, Let's go with Alec, Alec Baldwin is getting prosecuted. He's getting charged with involuntary manslaughter. Of course, he uh, fired that gun that he thought was empty and killed the, uh, I think it's photographer who was on the set of his movie Rust that he was making that he apparently is still trying to make, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he he killed that woman. I think he shot somebody else too. And um, he is being charged with, I think, two counts of involuntary manslaughter. And Yes, not. I don't know how it's going to end up. I just think it's interesting because I thought they have finally gotten past this. He had been being, he had been, Alex Baldwin been weird this whole time about this whole thing, too. He's been like defiant about how it's not his fault. Yeah. And he's been very strange in the way he's acted about it. Um, Didn't seem too remorseful. He, I think he thinks. I, I heard him mention once that this is like cancel culture. Yeah. They're trying to cancel me. Like, you kill somebody, man. Yeah. <laughs> you kill somebody on set of a movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, HRW said that should be a prop gun. Why does movie set have live bullets? Yeah, I understand how a real gun got onto a movie set that yeah. was loaded. Yeah. That whole thing was was confusing. But he tried to claim that he didn't pull the trigger, which yeah. is the stupidest thing I've heard. Like, yeah. the gun didn't shoot itself, man. Yeah, and I think, too, uh, I think the other thing is, I think he was, like, horse playing around and shit. And that's what happened. So, uh, I don't know if he meant to do this. I wasn't there. But uh, he just been acting so strange about that. Because, remember, I think, a couple months ago, it was like the uh, one-year anniversary of that. And mm-hmm. he actually posted that. And mind you, he didn't say anything about this situation on social media. But the first thing he ever said was, uh, one year ago, this happened. And it was like, the I guess, uh, the movie said or something like that. And um, that was a little strange, man. Because he didn't, he didn't. Um, I'm, I guess he can't say anything legally wise, but for uh, for the one thing for you to say on uh, social media was one year ago today, and it was that situation. It was kind of strange, man. So, look, man. I look. I don't know if this is like the Tory Lanez case where there's so much stuff going on, but mm-hmm. something seemed kind of fishy, man. 
Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Um, I don't know if he's actually gonna do any time because, like I said, it's been a while since yeah. this happened, and they're just now charging him. But I mean, somebody got to answer for it. I think there was a, some some kind of settlement a while back. I haven't followed it too closely, honestly. But yeah, it's wild that he just killed somebody and just he get went on with life like nothing happened. Yeah, you know. So we, we could that couldn't have happened with us. Like, Imagine I, you shoot and kill somebody at the station, and you just <laughs> and you keep working at the station. Yeah, I just go back to work still, like normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just wild. that's just wild, man. And yeah. he say, "Hey, we still gonna produce in the loop every yeah. week." Figgy mm-hmm. Fig still on the I'm, ones and twos. I'm still tweeting like normal. <laughs> I'm just going TikToking and all that stuff. Like nothing happened. Yeah, shit's weird. So. Yeah, something to keep an eye on. Alec Ball went a little bit of hot water yeah. um, because of that whole situation. Other things, I just saw this before we started the podcast. Apparently, Dr. Umar is being sued by none other than uh, Brett Favre. <laughs> Apparently, Brett Favre is suing um, Dr. Umar Johnson for accusing him of stealing from poor people in Mississippi, <laughs> which I think everybody's accusing Brett Favre of this, but I guess the platform that Dr. Umar has might be bothering people in Brett's camp. I don't know, but apparently he sent a letter and it's on Dr. Umar's Instagram <laughs> from lawyers representing Brett Favre who sent him like a, cease and desist or something <laughs> about um his language <laughs> towards Brett Favre. <laughs> and I don't really care about this. I just think it's hilarious that Brett Favre and Dr. Umar are even in the same sentence. Yeah. Yet alone that Brett Favre is suing Dr. <laughs> Umar. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I wonder how did Brett Favre come across Dr. Umar? I have no idea. Maybe <laughs> maybe a, a viral clip just somehow reached his way, and he's like, who is this guy? <laughs> maybe a kid or one of his daughter's friends or one of his kid's friends brought something up or was on the phone and something played, and he just came across it. But I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> we'll see what Dr. Umar does. I'm sure he'll make another video about it. But out of all, I don't think anybody's ever sued. Shannon Sharp could have sued Dr. Umar. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, but see, I'm kind of curious now. Do you do you feel like this could possibly turn into what Cardi B and the girl Tasha K went through? Because uh, you know Cardi B sued Tasha K for spreading false false information, pretty much, mm-hmm. and that kind of screwed up Tasha K career a little bit, and she owed a lot of money. I wonder if this is kind of similar in the same, kind of in the same boat a little bit, where uh, Brett Favre is pretty much trying to sue because of the stuff he's saying on his platform. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it could be. I mean, if look, Dr. Umar is not the only one saying this about Brett Favre. Brett Favre been getting slandered for a while, yeah. but. I mean, it could be a case where if he says, look, technically, there's nothing proving that I stole from anybody, then, I mean, it could be a case of, 
I mean, I can see Dr. Umar losing that case, basically. Yeah. If it comes down to that. Yeah. But yeah, it's <laughs> this is <laughs> the so tagline here says white privilege versus black power. <laughs> First they came for Kanye, then Kyrie. Now they coming for King Kong. <laughs> I don't know why you want to put yourself in the company of especially like a Kanye, but yeah. all right. So And why you considering yourself King Kong? That's been his thing for a while now. <laughs> I don't get it either. I mean, this <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's trying to like take back the image of the black man being a gorilla as a stereotypical uh, yeah. thing, and he wants to be proud of it. So he calls himself King Kong consciousness. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Umar's a character, man. We'll see what goes on with that. Yeah. Um, other things real quick. Raven Simone corrected everybody t- this week. She said her name is actually pronounced Simonye. To which I say, too fucking late. Yeah. You had a 30-year career <laughs> to tell us this, okay? They've been saying Raven Simone since you was two years old. Yes. Since we first we saw you on the late show, we saw you on, on Bill all Cosby. These, yes, all these <laughs> late night talk shows and interviews. You ain't never once corrected them when they call you Raven Simone. Now you want to be all pro black. My name is Toby. <laughs> my, name, my name is Kunta Kente. My name is Saint Simone. No, your name is Simone. Okay, yeah, yeah long enough to correct this shit. Yeah, too late. That's like that's like Tarah Taylor. Remember everybody calling him Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. Dude ain't say it's nothing. Tarod. He ain't say nothing <laughs> until um I, I think when he was in Cleveland on Hard Knocks or something. And he, he says pronounced Tyrod. It's like, why the fuck did you ain't say you ain't say that shit five years ago? Yes. <laughs> like I think they've been calling you Tyrod since you was in college. And now you gonna say it's actually pronounced Tyrod? Yeah. I, I don't understand how people get get away with that because to me, when people mess up my last name, you correct them on I, the spot, right on on site. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people forget an I in my name on site. Though is this, and honestly, it, it's funny because um, this is something that kind of ground my gears a little bit. Whenever me and the wife go out to eat, her name is Christina with a K. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you know you order something and say, "What's the name for the order?" She said, "Christina." And they always go to the C. And I, I'll jump right in. Sometimes they'd be like, C or K? And she was like, oh, I don't matter. I'll jump right in like with a K. <laughs> like, spell my name right. Just spell the name right. Spell it how it's spelled. So, um, yeah, man, I don't see how I don't see how she went through her whole life. If this is her, if, if this is the her real pronunciation of her last or, or uh this to Simone. I don't need, is Simone her last name or? Probably a yes. middle. Is it her last name? I mean, name? she got married to somebody, a a, a white woman. Oh, okay. So. I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was a, it sounded like a middle name. Raven Simone Johnson or some shit. But Oh, uh, yeah. But um if that's the way you pronounce it, she should have been saying that from the beginning. Yeah, I agree. Too late now. You had yeah. 30 years. <laughs> you ain't correct us then. You Raven Simone, okay? Yeah. Mama named you Simone. I'm going to call you Simone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here, here's something we never talked about. This happened, like, early January. And uh, since we got time in this podcast, I think we kind of revisited. So Dev Bryan 
um, a few weeks ago went on a rant talking about how he made the phrase smoking on that pack, blank yeah. pack. Yeah. He tried to claim that he made that popular in the mainstream. I've I, I seen that, yeah. And yeah, P, everybody called him out because I, I, I personally never heard him say that. <laughs> and I didn't either. It had been a thing on tw- social media everywhere. Um, people were saying that it was a Chicago thing. I think that's where it started with the gangs making videos saying it was smoking on their dead ops and all this shit. Yeah. And it just got used into more funnier context. But for some reason, Des Bryant, I guess some ESPN or somebody had a post. Let me look for the uh, original thing. Oh, Sports Center <laughs> when Georgia won the uh, uh, national championship, Sports Center said, smoking on that frog pack. Oh, Des okay. Bryant said, look, ESPN, <laughs> I've always had dreams of innovating with you guys. Trend setting is what I love to do for the athlete, by the athlete, for the people, by the people. <laughs> Somebody replies and says, Des, you did not come up with, with this phrase, LOL. <laughs> Des said, I didn't, but I made it global. <laughs> Another dude comes in and the comment says, I fuck with you, bro, but you did not make it global. Then he brought out the notes app or something. <laughs> he said, I made the phrase cool for the world to use, and that's facts. Then he said, <laughs> I guess it's him trying to be professional. <laughs> he said, smoking on that pack in the black culture is known as the death phrase. The majority of black culture know that black culture is not everybody. I transcended the phrase in sports and made the phrase global for the world. It's no different from the way Drake made the Houston rap sound popular. Mainstream, in parentheses. That, was that a, got everybody. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was really a, tight. That was an awful example, man. Because, yes. Look, I don't know if he made it popular in sports. Maybe he was on the field saying it or something or in the locker room or something like that. But I think the better example would have been look at how Cam Newton made uh, how he was dabbing. The dab, yes. Yeah, and that, you know, I, I I would be like, okay, maybe he did. I don't know. I ain't, I ain't hear him say smoking on anything. But I can understand that. But that was the worst example I ever heard, man. He said him using that phrase is like how Drake made the Houston sound popular. Then a guy quote tweeted him and said, Drake made Houston what? Transcended <laughs> what? LMAO. Des Bryant says, I'm from Texas, from the heart of Texas. Anybody with sense know Drake helped make the Houston sound more popular outside the state of Texas, and it's all good. Y'all be living in your own little world. My world reached just a tad bit bigger. Understand that. So Des Bryant is claiming that Drake made the Houston sound popular and mainstream. Do you agree, Figgy Fig? All right, so Des Bryant, I looked up, I had to see how old he was. This dude is 34 years old, man. He's our age. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that, man. I just don't think, look, I think Houston had their moment where it was a popular sound. And you had some people imita- trying to imitate that sound. Drake, look, I would understand if he said ASAP Rocky. 
Because I felt like ASAP Rocky did, you know, use that sound, mm-hmm. that Houston sound, and it kind of put it back on the map a little bit. I ain't going to say he brung Houston back or anything, but he did introduce a whole screwed up thing uh, or slowed up or whatever you want to call it, sound, to to a younger audience that probably wasn't around when um, DJ Screw was here. So I I would understand if he would have said ASAP Rocky. Now I do think Drake did bring attention to the um to the one song he uh did the freestyle over the uh June twenty seventh, yeah. Yeah. I do think he brought attention to that song because I didn't really know about that song until I heard that. And I'm like, okay, and then I ended up going back and eventually listened to the original one. And then I remembered the cra- this is the crazy part about it. So I remember the freestyle with um, Lil Flip in the car, and I think it was Big Pokey. Mm-hmm. It was all in the car. I remember that freestyle, but I didn't put two and two together. That that was the same beat. So um, yeah, I um, if he talking about that, then maybe I could be like, okay, maybe he, you know, I could kind of see where he's going, but I still don't. I still don't see it. I don't look at Drake and say he's the one that made Houston sound popular because Des Bryant said that. He didn't say, oh, Drake, you know, kind of brung it back a little bit or he kind of put it on notice a little bit. He shouted him out, so that kind of helped. He said he the one that made Houston sound popular. I just disagree with that, man. Yeah, I, I mean, Des his brain is like cooked, man. I have to say, dog. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't think this is like the most wild take of all time. No, nah, it's not. It's but not. I just, when you say he made the sound, it, it was you're talking about one song where he had the Houston sound. Yeah, and that's the June twenty seventh. I think it's November, whatever he called it. Yeah, but that's really the only song, and that was on a mixtape. It wasn't even on an official album. Yeah. So, and it wasn't like that song was like a number one single. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about songs that reached outside of Texas, I think most would say Mike Jones back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot, they all on me. Yeah. Chameleonaire yeah. Ride Dirty went yeah. number one. Honestly. Won a Grammy. Honestly, I would say Still Tipping is the one. Still Tipping really did. That but. was that was the one where I'm like, who is these dudes? I ain't know yes. who they were. And um that when whenever I think of Texas, whenever I think of Houston, I think of that Still Tipping video. No, definitely. De- I mean, at least in rap, you would definitely say that that made the Houston sound popular nationwide. And I mean, in the mainstream like that riding dirty chameleonaire song was everywhere, man. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic did a parody of it. And that's when you know white culture got a hold of something. Yeah. So look, man, I don't see how you can say that Drake made the Houston sound mainstream. It was already mainstream. Now, were the Houston rappers at the top of the rap game at that time? No. But the sound was already popular. People knew of Houston rap. Maybe motherfuckers in, I don't know, uh, some Turkey. Yeah. (laughs) Never heard of anything until Drake did that song. I don't know. But, like, to say, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and he tried to compare it, like, 
first of all, he tried to say he he the one that brung smoking on that pack to the to sports. Yeah, we're bearing the lead because yes. there's <laughs> why does he think he introduced that in the first place? Yes. And and let's say he did introduce it. All right, cool. You introduced it. But Drake didn't introduce Houston to the world. Mm-hmm. I think people know about Houston for a very long time. And if you listen to music in the 2000s, even after, you know, I guess the whole, uh, I guess, Swisher House thing, after after their time has passed a little bit, you still have rappers. Every time they bring up Houston, they bring up, you know, DJ Screw or sipping lean when when i'm in houston i'm sipping lean or slow it down like houston or, like people know people know houston man it wasn't like this undiscovered place he he pretty much being he, he pretty much being christopher columbus at this point drake is christopher columbus rap christopher columbus okay <laughs> he sailed the seven seas and he found houston yeah. slowed up screwed music and he introduced it to the world, man. It, it took credit for it. <laughs> That's why he has his H Town Appreciation Day. It's really Drake Day. <laughs> Drake Appreciation Day for yeah. finding Houston and putting us on the map. So thank you, Drake, for all you've done. Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. The, the the smoking on that pack thing was the funniest thing to me. Like he he really thinks he made that phrase popular. Yeah. Des retired as Des Bryant, who don't do nothing but tweet now. Like, <laughs> like, did you know, did you ridiculous. like when you hear smoking on that pack? Did you ever think about Des Bryant no. in the same sentence? The only times I think about Des Bryant is when I see a ridiculous call for a catch that should have been a catch or something like that. You'd be like, "Oh, he got Desed. Yes, should've, that should have been a catch." That's the only context I think yeah. of Des Bryant. Yes. Or, I don't think of him in any kind of slaying or innovating anything yeah. besides that one play for the Cowboys. Yes, and I always see Cowboy fans complaining about it mm-hmm. around this time of the year. Yeah. It was a catch. We would have been to the Super Bowl or we would have, you know, won it all. I, that's the only time I hear about Des. So. No, I agree. Tab says still tipping and set it off and riding. Still tipping, set it off and riding dirty took us worldwide. Yeah, yeah, set it off. I yeah, I remember set it off. I didn't know who that was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But, no, it did. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't I don't know why he he thinks Drake did all, and, and the fact that he's from Texas. Where is he from? He's you gotta be where from, is Ryan from. He gotta be from Dallas, right? Uh, some, he some like a, Gal- he's from, Gal- he's from Galveston. close to me, actually, right right now. Galveston County. Oh, yeah, it looked like Galveston Island. It's okay. A, according to, yeah, Galveston Island, Texas. Is that, that just uh, Galveston or? Galveston area. Okay. I guess we call it that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> HRW says, did Dad do the X Factor before Black Panther? Now, that, that, <laughs> hey. He could take that. But wait a minute. We got to ask if that was a comic thing before. Oh, uh, uh, maybe a black he? maybe he a Marvel comic book fan. Maybe cuz <laughs> or maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. Where did where did the Wakanda Forever salute come from? It, it would be funny if that was influenced from Des Bryant. 
That would be but hilarious. I, I don't know where that salute came from, but it's not really the same, isn't it? Like this or something. It's not like this. Yeah. Kind of like it how Diamond Dallas Page tried to say that Jay Z stole the Rockefeller symbol from him. Oh the yeah, the di- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't copyright doing <laughs> making a triangle with your fucking hands, man. <laughs> Tab says X Pac the WWF did it first. Yeah, didn't Road Dog do that too? Road yeah. Dog still had a tearing buckle with it when he was yep. with DX and did this. He did. Um, yeah. <laughs> who was the first person to make an X with their hands? We got, we got to look into it. This is this is kind of like that old ass argument of, of uh, oh yeah, so and so been he ain't the first person to make a rap song. Oh, they've been rapping for years and all that shit. My father, <laughs> my father always do that. Like, man, yeah. James Brown and them used to rap before it was called rap. <laughs> James Dan- Brown was here before uh, fucking yeah. Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. They, he was rapping they first. They've been rapping since the 60s. Did you re- you remember that old-ass video that always circulated on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that black and white video, it's a dude's rapping. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> we have to find that. Is it like a 1920s rap or some shit like that? Yes. Oh my god. It was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that a lot. Oh, oh I found it. Oh, oh my god. Hold up. I found it. I'm gonna link it. <laughs> I'll put this shit in the rundown, man. Oh my Here god. Go. First first rap song ever. I put it right below the fucking Des Bryant thing. Right. Uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I see this bullshit all the time. It's like, ooh, it was rapping back in the twenties. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here died already before I even heard oh, it. Oh man. no. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's always some look. Soldier Boy invented everything. Okay. Yes. That's what people are forgetting. He's the first rapper to do everything. Okay, so everything came from him. Then it was everybody else. So. <laughs> I okay. guess <laughs> pull up the old Tommy rap. All right, here we go. Let's open over. Oh, 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 here you go. Gospel rap. And listen to me. God walked down to the brand sea. He declared that the Eve must have sent for man. And then he decided to destroy the land. He spoke to Noah. Noah stopped. He said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. I want you to build it three cubits long. I want you to build it big and strong. I want it empty high. It wide so it will stand. The wind and tide is oh, oh no. Damn. This is the first rap song ever, man. 1940s okay. <laughs> rap. Yes. Drake, Drake took Drake stole from a 1940s gospel group. Yeah. 
<laughs> Here we They're go. actually rapping about God and Jesus. And I know, he got some bars. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a go to. <laughs> Is that a go to? Or that might be I can't just even a tell. crusty ass tooth. Two by two. Ooh. Two by two, you call a bird, the ox with the kangaroo, and they call and the Baltese, okay. Hey man, he got some bars, man. Hey man. <laughs> See, that was real lyrical back then. Now some yeah. lyrical, spiritual miracle I, shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Lyrical spiritual. <laughs> See, back in my day, rappers rapped about God. <laughs> yeah, they got the conch, and yeah, man, they they was they was they was sharp as a tack back then, man. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that was that that's the every time I see that video on Twitter like at once every few months. Yes. Wow, they was rapping back then. Y'all think rap is new? And they link yeah. that old ass video. Yeah, that's my fire. Right, <laughs> James Brown used to rap. Yeah. And no, they do the same thing. They he used to do the same thing with um whenever you hear T Pain. Like man, Zapp and Roger been doing that and yes, Peter Frampton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Peter Frampton oh. was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and he always i mean because t-pain got that a lot too he said the thing i did was different uh, uh, uh roger Troutman used like the vocoder or whatever it was that that's the tooth that went in his mouth yeah and t-pain was using software yeah but yeah um <laughs> hrw says a&m slash chiefs dante hall read this reason des did the x factor oh our good friend dante hall yeah the Sports one that dipped out <laughs> in the middle of the or in the break <laughs> I, I don't know how i'm i'm uh, hr i don't know if you're a 610 listener on uh sports radio 610 but Around the time when I first got here, um, Dante Hall was actually on In the Loop. He was on the midday show with Cody Stoops and John Lopez. And um, he said, that's just there for five minutes. Yeah, he was at 610 for like five minutes. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I don't know what happened. I think, now to be fair, I think John and him are good now. So I don't think it's no bad blood or nothing, but. I guess it was. I guess he just got tired of doing that every day. I guess he, I don't know if he got into a little uh, disagreement on the show, but uh, during the break, he just started packing up his computer. He started packing up everything, and he dipped. So. Tab says he was watching. He was listening live when Dante walked out on J Lo. <laughs> yeah, that was a classic moment in Houston radio history, man. <laughs> Dante Hall just took his shit, his backpack, everything he had. Just walked out the studio in the middle of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because I, I totally missed it because I wasn't in program. I was working in promotions. Mm -hmm. And I remember working an event. And you know, I'm used to seeing them three, but it was only them two. So I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe Dante off. And then uh Cody started the show and he didn't mention his name at all. So I'm like, damn. And then I seen that they used to have a graphic on the TV. It yeah. was just him and John. So I'm like, what happened? So I ended up finding out what happened. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> and I, I, I um, my boy, shout out to my man, Mario Parks, who used to do the video stream for mm -hmm. um, In The Loop. 
He was like, yeah, man. He just started packing up his stuff. <laughs> he was shaking his head, just packing up his stuff and lift and, and dipped. So I'm like, man, that was that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tab says Dante was just tired talking about the whack ass Texans. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I was actually I mean, shocked he was here. Because me too. when I first got here, it was a couple other uh people that shot me. I was shocked to see Ted Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing the show here because I, you know, I was I used to be a Patriots fan, and I remember Ted Johnson. So I'm like, is that the same Ted Johnson in Houston? Like I didn't expect for him to be in Houston doing radio. I thought that was kind of weird because he, um, I'm, I started thinking like, is he was he born here or did he play for the Texans? So I was kind of confused, and then I was really confused because Dante Hall was here. So I'm like, did he play for the Texans? Because I I remember him with the Chiefs. Yeah. So um, I would think he would probably, you know, be doing some radio media stuff with the Chiefs or, you know, in Kansas City. But, um, yeah, that was a crazy moment, man. <laughs> it was. Yeah. If you were if you were a pro uh, former pro player living in Houston, you had a good chance of being on 16 at some point, no matter yeah. what team you played for. Yeah, but I miss Ted Johnson, man. Me and me, me and Ted were cool. I'm, I'm gonna um, try to was, get. I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast, man. I'm gonna try to reach out to him. We got to. He'd be liking my tweets. Cool He'd be liking my tweets once in a while. Where I'd be like, Ted oh was, yeah, I forgot he followed me. <laughs> Ted Johnson was cool as hell. He was one of the first people, and like he was the last person I expected to be friendly when I came to six ten. Me too, because he like an actual like had clout, won rings and shit. Yeah. And, he was super nice to me when I first came, man. Yeah. Like, even when I did Paul's show, he was always, you know, oh, Ryan Rock is so funny, man. He's so good on there and shit like that. He was always hyping me up. I'm like, oh, I appreciate that, Ted. So, yeah. now, Ted was a cool guy. He was hilarious, fun to work with. I miss him, man. I know he went to Boston. He's doing his thing now. But, yeah, yeah. I miss Ted. He was he was great. Yeah, I'm going to try to get him more. I'm going to reach out to him soon. Yeah, yeah, see yeah, what yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, man, a lot, a lot of good times at six ten, and in, in way back in the day, in yeah. the early days when it was all pure. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking. I, 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 I lost whatever topic I, I, we were I, on I, at this point. Yeah, <laughs> this is a tangent. Oh, to end yeah. Our so, oh, so um, um, somebody said Dante Hall used to do the X. Oh yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Look, a lot of people did the X, man. D Generation X was yeah. out there in WWE doing the X. Uh, yeah, I think the X, I, I don't know if anybody can copyright the X. Yeah. So it is what it is. Ted from Tomball. Yeah, okay. man. So, um, anything else happened this week? I think that might be about it. Yeah. Um, uh, we was talking off mic before, but, um, uh, um, how you feel about the new HBO Max show, uh, The Last of Us? Because you actually got me hip to the video game. Yeah. So you, uh, you still gotta play the second one, man. The second really? one is so fucking crazy. Really? I'm thinking yeah. about replaying it. It was so good, man. Okay. okay. Uh the I've heard nothing but good things about the TV show. I mean, it's HBO. HBO usually don't bullshit when it comes to shows. Yeah. And this is a pretty popular property. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's good. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I was kind of iffy because I'm like, I already played the game. You know, this might be one of those things that's better to play than it is to watch on TV. But I've heard nothing but good things. Even people who love the game said it was really well done. So I'm going to check it. I mean, I know the twists that are coming in general probably. So 
that kind of ruins it a little bit. But I like the guy who uh, plays Joel. Um, mm. I liked him in Narcos. And everything oh, that is in, him. Man. I knew he looked familiar. Yeah. I did. I knew. I knew. I recognized him. I couldn't remember who it was. He, he was a narc. It. He's been in everything. He was man. A, he's um, low key. Yeah, he was like the um, the agent, the the uh, the cop that. Yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he was in Narcos. I think the first two seasons when back when it was good. Yeah, with and Pablo he Escobar. Was, <laughs> yes, yeah. and he was uh, he was. I think he's also the main guy in the Mandalorian too. Mm, okay, I believe. So, yeah, that dude is everywhere now, man. But he's a good actor. Um, so I'm going to check it out. Have you seen it? Uh, yes, I did see the first episode. It was pretty good. It, man, it was damn near step-by-step step of, the, of the game so far. Oh, really? I didn't even finish the game. But um, it's damn near step-by-step step to the point I'm like, okay, I think this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Mm. But it was pretty good, man. It, um it, it was real good. My, so my wife was sitting there. She kind of came in on it at the last minute, and she was kind of looking, and she got into it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, you know, at the very beginning, the, uh, the little girl, uh, his daughter died. Yeah. And uh, she had no clue that was about to happen. She she thought, uh, the uh, I guess, the uncle was going to die. Mm-hmm. So uh, I ain't say nothing. I was just like, I'm like, oh, because when I seen the girl was killed, uh, or the girl got shot, I was like, oh, because I remember, I forgot about mm-hmm. that part. I'm like, oh, man. And like, why? Uh, oh, the uncle going down, ain't he? I was just like, just wait for it. And she sat there and watched. And then the girl died. She's like, no, the girl died? That was kind of heartbreaking a little bit because it's like, damn, they set her up all good at the beginning. So I thought she was going to be throughout the whole show. And for her to die, I was just like, oh, shit. Dog, it it hit harder in the game, too, because in the game, you start off controlling her. Yes. And you think, okay, this is going to be one of the main characters, right? Yeah. And she gets killed in, like, 30 minutes into the game. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yes. So, yeah, it's a a trippy way to start the game, and I'm not surprised they did the same thing with the the TV show. Yeah, because they they set it up because... When you usually the characters when they set up the characters at the very beginning, I think she was the first person we saw. Mm-hmm. So you think that's the main character, and uh, usually the movies are movies and shows. Usually they keep they usually play it safe. So somebody like that, they probably gonna stick around, and you know, somebody that was in the in, in much of the first part will probably get killed quick. So you ain't got nothing tied to that person. Like, I wouldn't have had nothing tied to the uncle if he got killed. It was just like, damn, he lost his brother, you know, but he still got his daughter. But for for his daughter to lose, I felt like she was part of the damn show. And I'm like, damn. So it was yeah. it was a little sad, and it, it kind of hit the wifey a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, felt it like we had a connection. Game, man. Yeah. So. Like, we, the girl then went to the uh, – I ain't going to spoil the show, but – we we just saw it was just the beginning was pretty much ninety percent of the girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we seen her go to school. She doing this, doing that. She getting her dad a gift, and then he ended up dying. It's just like damn, that's that's messed up. Yeah, that's how they get you, man. What are other? I'm thinking of all the uh, movies and TV shows where they psych you out. 
and and kill the the person really early on as you think it's going to be like one of the main characters. Mm. I some I remember of course Drew Barrymore in Scream. Uh, she was like the nobody thought she was going to oh, die at, at the very beginning. At, yeah, her yeah, at the very beginning. The, uh, yes. Yeah, that was that was kind of shocking too. Cuz all the trailers had like nothing but her. Yeah. I remember I remember pretty vividly like all the promo stuff was like the poster had Drew Barrymore's face in it. Yeah, I remember that. You think yep. she gonna be like the main character? She was, uh, and plus she was a big star at that point too. Yeah, and she died like at the very beginning, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Who else? Um, I was pissed when Brian Cranston died at the beginning of that Godzilla movie. One of the more oh, recent yeah. ones they made. I was pissed. The dude from Breaking Bad yeah. was in Godzilla. I was like, it's going to be a dope movie. And he <laughs> died very quickly. Yeah. I was he, like, what the fuck? He probably, yeah. He probably like, man, give me my 100000 <laughs> yeah. and keep it moving. <laughs> he, he saw the offer and be like, I do 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, the price of the bag went up since that yeah, TV me, show. I'm sorry, man. Yes, let me get back to Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, I, I uh, that show is back. Oh, God. So, yeah. So um, Is that show any good, man? It's really good, man. I really? think I think it's really good. It uh, it takes place in New Orleans too. Um, so uh, I don't know if I told you about this show, but it's pretty much based out of New Orleans. He he's a judge, and his son make a mistake and kill the son of a um, one of the biggest mob gangs in New Orleans. Mm. And so he pretty much trying to cover his son ass and hide everything. So he pretty much turned, he went from a judge and then he pretty much turned into like Walter White pretty much without mm-hmm. the drugs and stuff. So um, it's pretty good, man. Check it out. Everybody I know uh, that I referred that movie or that show to loved it and it was hooked to it. Oh, okay, I got confused because I thought you were talking about that CBS show with the black woman judge. Oh, no, 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 was- no, 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 no. I thought that was what you were talking about. No, I was like, wait, no, what? No, 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 no. This is okay. on Showtime. Okay. I'll check it out, man. Yeah, yeah. This, um, this is Showtime. No, I know what you talk. You talk about All Rise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that show looks so damn stupid. <laughs> Dog, CBS has the worst shows, yes. man. I was tell- like, man, I was telling my wife that because she was like, oh, don't you like to see? She- it was some show that popped up. And she's like. Equalizer with Queen Latifah. <laughs> yes, and she she showed me she showed me some show, and I'm like, nah, I don't really like CBS shows. She like, really? I thought you. I'm like, nah, man. The only shows I rock with, I rock with, um, I rock with NBC shows. They got some really good shows, mm-hmm. and um, I rock with ABC shows. I don't like Fox shows, and I don't like um CBS shows. Fox shows yeah. all look uh, Fox and CBS. Their shows all look the same, man. Fox got like. 1500 fucking all, all their shows are like first responder shows. I yes, feel. 911, <laughs> 911 Lone Star, 911 Chicago, 911 yes. New York, 911 Miami, <laughs> 911 Fire Department, 911 Police Department. <laughs> and my wife watch all them damn shows. Oh, God. Then they got a crossover with all four shows going on yes. at the same time. Like, what the and fuck? They, they all the same shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same shit. The one, the one she really like is the one with Angela Bassett. So mm-hmm. um, it's just like, 
you'd be sitting like she told me to sit there and watch a show with her one day. I'm like, all right. And the show going, and it's like, uh oh, watch something about to, something bad about to happen to this person. <laughs> and then they just get in a random car accident, and a fucking uh, pole go through their head. And she's like, oh my god, oh my. God. <laughs> and the guys somehow survive. It's just like, all right, man. Uh, like it's not like. I, t- I told her, I'm like, to me, I don't like those type of shows because Fox and all that stuff, they play it too safe. Mm-hmm. None of the characters is going up and die. None of the characters is going to jail and, you know, out of the season. That's why I, I rock with the cable sh- uh, the cable shows, yes. man, because they, they they not scared to, you know, they'll take risk. Mm-hmm. These shows ain't taking no risk. Like, the one thing I hate about these shows is they will – one of the main they put one of the main characters in a terrible car accident where they ended off where it's like you don't know if this person is going to live you got to wait till next monday to find out it's like come on they not about they not about to kill angela bassett right. off <laughs> <laughs> she's in the, she her contract is 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 locked in man so uh, and then the next the next episode she survived and she'd be back on the job. Yeah. So like come or on. Or they man. do something like oh she got fired for the force for this and so she she's not a cop no more or some shit. Yes. But then the next episode she right back to being a cop. Yes. Like y'all know y'all ain't gonna <laughs> fucking change the formula of the fucking show, okay? Yes. So why even fake the <laughs> funk? But yeah, yeah, those those shows are hilarious, man. Yeah, but uh, Your Honor, not all rise. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, Your, Your Honor. Honor. Yeah, he's in it. Um, I forgot who else is in it. It's a, it's a couple of the names that um. So in the newest episode, Rosie Perez made the uh. Appearance. Oh, hey, Rosie Perez. Okay, it's always good to see Rosie Perez, but um, I ain't gonna spoil it. But it's pretty much a a, a judge trying to cover up his son bullshit. Which, hmm. by the way, a lot of people pointed out that he always gets stuck with a fucked up son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always fucking up yeah, a stupid ass set son. The, uh, set the tone, man. Yes. So um, he he um, his son made a mistake and hit a uh, a son of a mobster, of the biggest mobster, and so he had to cover it up. So it's it's pretty good, man. It's it could get pretty intense. So check it out, man. I'm gonna check that out for sure, man. Um. Oh yeah, him and uh, Aaron Paul were randomly at the Rockets game the other night. I Did seen you see that. that shit. That yeah, was wild. They made a big deal about that too. Yeah, <laughs> apparently they're doing like a, a Breaking Bad commercial for the Super Bowl. Oh, so, okay. okay. But yeah, I know what they were doing in Houston at the Rockets game, but yeah, man, good for them. But speaking of shows that came back, um, Godfather of Harlem's back too. Apparently, yeah, I was gonna bring that up to you. Um, yeah, so I, I saw they recasted Malcolm X. People are mad about that. They did. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bad look. Yeah, it, that was it, a good Malcolm X character. It was, it was. So um, this one, um, I'm not totally out on them yet. I feel like it's not that. It's not that. Uh, I want to say is it's not that hard playing Malcolm X, but I'm not totally out on the new guy. But the other guy was really good, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I read a couple articles. I guess they said they had a, a scheduling. He had a scheduling conflict where he was working on something else, so he couldn't record or uh, he couldn't tape Godfather of Harlem. But to me, I felt like his character was very important, especially mm-hmm. the way they had that show. So I would have had to try to work around him some type of way. 
But it seemed like they was just like, all right, <laughs> we'll just find somebody else then. So, um, yeah, I was I was shocked, man. I was shocked they just they they pulled the Aunt Viv. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They pulled the is Fresh even, Prince. Is, 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 is it an even lighter skinned dude playing them now? <laughs> no, it's actually a darker, it's actually a darker skinned dude. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I was shocked. But yeah, I, I felt like, man. I'm kind of jumping off board. That this kind of made me jump off board a little bit, but I'm kind of jumping off the Godfather of Harlem train. Yeah, man. I've heard bad things about this new season, man. Yeah, I've heard it doesn't because, look too good. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of getting ridiculous a little bit because even the last season, the whole you know, like I want to, I really want to know how close Bumpy Johnson and Malcolm X was because they making it seem like they were. That was uh, that was his right hand man, so I'm kind of curious, like like them Bumpy Johnson and Malcolm X house with the guns mm-hmm. at the window. It's just like, is, did that really happen? So it's it's kind of looking a little ridiculous to me, man. But it's still it's still good. It's still some good actors and some A one actors in there. You got Vin, uh, Vince, my man Vincent. Um, Dion, yeah, I know you're talking about the dude who played Kingpin and Daredevil. Yeah, who played, and also was in a Full and, Metal Jacket. Yeah, he was in a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Law and Order, I know him from Law and Order, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's in it. So it's a, it's a lot of good actors in there, but the storyline kind of looking ridiculous a little bit. Yeah, no, nah, it, it was even in the first season, man. Like I felt like Malcolm X was too involved in their storylines. Yes. And I'm like, y'all know Malcolm X had his own very important life to live, too. I don't think he was really concerned about the everyday goings on of Bumpy Johnson and his people. And was he <laughs> and what and let's be real, was he in Harlem that much? It seemed like he was just in the neighborhood. Right. The he whole was time. just all, yeah, he's always around. He always in Harlem. For <laughs> the most famous activist of the time. Just, just stuck in New York. <laughs> just happened to always be around Bumpy Johnson. Yes, and whenever the, some shit and went some down. street shit. <laughs> right. So yeah, I I ain't really get that man. And, and yeah, and the they, show they went too far with his character. And I'm kind of curious to know how the uh the uh like uh I guess the people of the I guess was it the Nation of Islam or whoever it was like whatever that group was. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how they feel about it because in the movie they just made it point blank and clear that they tried to get Malcolm X killed. I mean, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, think I, yeah, I was just kind of curious how they feel about that because I felt like a lot of them been denying it. They've they been kind of denying it a little bit, saying it was the government and all that other stuff. I mean, they... they Malcolm X knew he was marked for death and... Everybody in the Nation of Islam knew he was marked for death once he spoke out against Elijah Muhammad. Mm. So I don't think anybody's upset with that portrayal. But, I mean, the Nation of Islam is such a fringe group to begin with. I don't, I don't Besides Farrakhan, who's been banned off of everything, yeah. I don't know who else really speaks for them. So, yeah, but, yeah, it, it's... The whole thing, I mean, Malcolm X is a tricky character to portray, period. Yeah. You know, so I think some people make a tiny, like, he's he's one of those people where you can create, like, a whole 
movie or TV show after one one moment, like that one meeting with uh, I think it was Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, and some other people, and they made like a whole movie about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he's one of those people who's just so important that everything he did gets magnified. But yeah, the the whole Godfather of Harlem thing, I think it kind of reduces him. He don't seem that important on the show, man. He, he just seemed like a regular street thug, man. He, he's like jazz yeah. in the Fresh Prince. He's just always around, nigga. I'm like, nigga, ain't you got some speeches to do? The marches to lead. Yeah. He's just always around when some shit goes south. And you're yeah. always there to and give he just, it, it, a pep talk. Yes, and hanging around his daughter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird, man. Yeah. But, but I mean, the, the actor is a good actor. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, the guy who played Gus was in that show too. He did a good job. The oh. guy who played Gus on Breaking Bad. Oh. Uh, okay. That one dude with a Spanish sounding name. I forget his name now. But uh, what's his fucking name? Mm. Uh, oh yeah, uh, the black dude. Uh, 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 Gus. Uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a great actor. He was in that show too. So yeah, yeah. he pl- he played uh, the uh, the Reverend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's a great actor. Um, yeah. anything he's in, he kills. Yeah, it's so. a it's a good cast. And they had the other dude that's playing. The, uh, I don't know if you've seen that series, that Adams Family series, that Wednesday show. My my mom had been talking about that. She watched it with my sister, but I didn't see it. Really? Oh, okay, the uh, the guy that that's playing the dad. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I know you're talking he, he about. Was, yeah, I, yeah. I want to say he was in it for the first season, and then he ended up getting uh, killed off. I yeah, our, yeah. Uh, Luis Guzman. That's yeah, it's right. Luis Guzman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did get killed in the first season. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I always remember. It. Speaking of sports radio, six ten stories. <laughs> Apparently, that dude was on the morning show with Mike and Seth, and he was like the worst guest they've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it was a morning interview. I guess he was promoting something he was working on, and he just did not want to talk. He didn't <laughs> want to say anything. He was giving one word answers, and they were like, "You know, this is terrible." <laughs> so I see had to I... drive the whole thing. It was awkward. Man, I want to see and Mike. You know, Mike. What is Mike going to ask this guy? Yeah, <laughs> he don't know about sports. What type of books do you read? <laughs> Right. <laughs> so that's another funny sports story, sports radio six ten story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. If y'all watching something and y'all want to put us on, let us know, man. I don't watch a whole lot of TV shit lately. I done unsubscribed from Netflix, but I'm probably gonna get back on pretty soon. Yeah. Catch up I, on some shit. Yeah, I've been keeping up with Abbott Elementary. That's one of my favorite shows out right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a very good show. Yep, yep. Heard nothing but good things about that too, man. So, yeah, yeah. Some fall shit heating up. Yeah. You got your ticket for house party yet? No. I'm not. I'm not seeing that, man. (laughs) Oh, man. You got to support your boy. Nah, I'm good, man. I think he getting enough support. (laughs) 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 Shit. All right. Anything else happened this week? I think that about might wrap it up now. I'm scrolling the timeline, making sure. I hate how Twitter has this. They fucked up the timeline again. 
So now you have to. I think you ever see a fire tweet and want to reply to it and then realize it's like two days old. Yes. <laughs> now yes. You're like, yes. So you like, it kills your motivation to even say anything. Yes. You're like, wow, I'm way late. Yes. And people be doing that to my shit because mm-hmm. let's say I I be like, dang, why the why the Texas ain't um ain't interviewed D'Amico yet. And then by that time I got the answer. And I'm already <laughs> but then be people replying to the old ass tweet like they're gonna re- uh interview him today. It's like motherfucker, I know that now. I said this three days ago. Like I I you know Wait, I, what the f- oh okay, hold on. Breaking news. Uh oh. Shannon Sharp got into some kind of altercation with the Grizzlies and Steven Adams. Really? Yeah. It's trending on Twitter right now. He's barking at them. Oh, They're I see. Bro- I see. Let me pull it up real quick. What the fuck is going? What what is <laughs> what's Shannon Sharp doing, man? It's like ever since this whole thing beef with Skip done blew up, he's been losing his mind. Yeah, all right, here we go. Here we go. I'm about to say, is that Meek Mill? <laughs> it almost looked like it. It'll be funny. If it was he but, at? Yeah. Was he at the Lakers game? This was. Yeah, oh, yeah it was this a Lakers, was Lakers game, game, of course. Okay, I see it. Okay, I see it. Uh, I see a different. Oh, no, pull up this video. Let's see. Let's analyze this. I see a different video. Yeah, that this one. Way. That one. That was one. Yeah. Words with Shannon Sharp. At the Hold on. First off, Dylan Brooks was having words. Pause it when it gets to Shannon Sharp. With Shannon Sharp. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> is weird. that a sweater or a jacket? It looked like a sweater jacket. It looked like both. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Look, I know fashion needs to, but I have no idea what he, he looks like a grandma on it. What is he wearing? Okay. It looks like it was crocheted together. Oh, it looked like a cardigan. Okay. But I don't know what okay. type of material is that? Velvet? Yeah. What is that? Velvet? <laughs> Niggas always look weird when they're getting into fights with weird clothes on, man. Yes. <laughs> it kills any type of. <laughs> Hype yeah. you got for the fight. Yes. You see somebody in some really tight pants or something, yes. or some really weird looking <laughs> coat. Yes. <laughs> trying so, to talk shit to somebody. Side though, we're going to get right back to this, but I think it's hilarious seeing all of these street rappers going to uh, Paris for Fashion Week, man. Yes. And what they be wearing. And they, they say like they be wearing the weirdest, most <laughs> European shit you could find. But it'd be like young, it'd be like a gunner or whoever. Mm-hmm. Any street rapper being the Paris week and being at these fashion shows is the funniest thing ever, man. But no, always, man. Yes, but uh bet the um Shay Shay. Shannon Sharp versus Shay Shay versus the Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him barking. What's Shannon Sharp? Look, Steven Adams yeah. walking towards at, him. Yeah, like, what's at, your problem? Yeah, look at he looking like a damn superhero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jason Momoa and Aquaman. Yeah. 
Trying to start shit. Aquaman with coming Shannon over. Sharp. Yeah, Aquaman coming over in the John Moran. John Moran just in there to be in the mix. Yes. <laughs> he ain't even doing nothing. What is he doing? And you man? see Steven Adams comes over to protect his guy. What is uh, I wonder what what was said that was that bad to I want to have fight no somebody. idea, man. I, I'm trying to support. find out information. Let, let, let's Porter <laughs> Cass and then Shannon Sharp. Uh, that, that's John Morant's dad right there. Yes, yeah, John Morant's dad. Man, Shannon Sharp, he got people coming at him all over the place. Still talking. And T. Morant. Nah, he just, John he, Morant. He look, now he talking. Yeah, so wait a minute. Let's go back. So he went, he went from talking shit to somebody else. And then Stephen, Stephen Adams come over. He's talking shit Steven to Stephen Adams, Adams. Comes over to protect his guy, along with the supporting cast. Stephen Adams protect who? Yes. <laughs> so wait, go to go to the beginning of the go, beginning of the clip. I guess that's the guy who was talking shit. Yeah, I don't, who is that, Brooks? Brooks. Something at the uh, crypto.com arena. Dylan Brooks was having words Dylan with Shannon Dylan Brooks. Sharp. Okay. Dylan Brooks said something to Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp basically walks on the court and says, Come here and say that to my face. <laughs> and then Steven Adams, for some reason, gets involved Dylan Brooks was having yeah. words and gets with in Shannon, Shannon Sharp's face. Say it right here. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Shannon? How old is Shannon Sharp? He got to be in his 50s now. Yeah. What is he doing, man? What's going on with this man? Yeah. I think Buddy right here that made it a little extra than what it was because yeah. Stephen Adams wasn't. He was trying to calm it down a little bit. Look, look. Why are yeah, you making it that yeah. extra, man? I, I couldn't tell what his intention was at first. It seemed like first he was trying to say cool down, <laughs> but then somebody got in front of him. Then he started pushing off and talking. Yeah. Kind of Let me cut this off. Uh, yeah. So if you look at it, it looked like Stephen Adams like, "Hey, man, chill, chill." <laughs> and then Buddy over here just started. yeah <laughs> runs into him like Jeff Van yes. Gundy in that famous <laughs> clip where he was hanging on somebody's leg. <laughs> so Stephen Adams still barking. Yeah. John Morant is just in there for he, no reason. He looking like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't man, even understand what the fuck y'all niggas doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> He over there I scratching his head. Yeah. And what he is his father? Like, on. why is his father over there talking shit, man? Because that's what he does, man. That's John Moran's dad. Yeah. So he's now he's talking shit. He looks like Shardy Lowe with them glasses on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, people say he look like Usher, too. <laughs> yeah. Just, but, uh, yeah. So now Shannon Sharp, he, he was getting into it with Dylan Brooks, got into it with Steven Adams, and now he's getting into it with John Moran's dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Steven Adams got a chance. Steven Adams is huge, but John Moran dad's gonna get fucked up. He needs to stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> Shannon Starr is still big as hell, man. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So he gets uh, uh Shannon Sharp gets escorted out of the Lakers Stadium, Crypto Arena. And I'm looking up some more information, man. I think it's already on Instagram. Uh Shannon Sharp spent halftime in the tunnel of security before returning to his seat. Oh, so he came back. Mm. Wow. So Shannon Sharp spent halftime in a tunnel of security before returning to his seat for the third quarter. Mm. He granted ESPN a brief interview explaining what happened with the Grizzlies on his way to his seat. ESPN? 
Yes. And he talked to ESP. Uh, shockingly it's, enough, it's, he went he, to the ops. He must not give a damn, man. <laughs> he went to the ops to give his first statement. Is he trying to get Work. the ESPN? <laughs> uh, he trying to get away from Skip. Uh, so this is what he told somebody on ESPN. He said, they didn't want this smoke, Dave. They do all that talking and jockeying and I ain't about that jockeying. <laughs> it started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. <laughs> hey, man. this. Is... <laughs> Why is Shannon Sharp? This man works in the media, dog. Why is he on the court heckling like a fucking fanboy, man? Telling Dylan Brooks you're too small to guard LeBron. Yeah. Okay. So it started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said... F me. I said, F you back. <laughs> he started to come at me, and I said, you don't want these problems. And then Ja came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then the dad came, and he obviously didn't want no problems. But I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now. <laughs> what? <laughs> All that jibba-jabbing. <laughs> you know what they you know what they about to talk about on um, yes um FS1. Oh, that they're talking all that bull jive. <laughs> Shannon Sharp, the only person I know still say bull jive. All that bull jive. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. What's going on here? Yeah. Shannon Sharp needs to get in control of his life, man. Why is he uh got the pom-poms out for LeBron courtside at a game? Yeah. You are, you work in the media, man. You're a pundit. You work for Fox Sports, not ESPN. Don't give ESPN that interview. Yeah, he trying to get over there. He trying to get back. He trying to get back. Was he with? I don't know. If he was, uh, he was with, always with Fox. No, I think I, I was wondering if he was ever with ESPN. The only time I see him with ESPN was, I think uh, it was a time when um, Stephen A. was out. Mm-hmm. And he actually filled in for Stephen A. when it was uh, Skip was there. Oh wow! So they actually got the first. They was actually doing the tests, I guess. Uh, uh, what the uh, the show they got now? And then, oh wow! And then um, and then Skip ended up leaving, and they both had to show, uh, end up going over to FS1. <laughs> yeah, I knew he had been with Fox for a while. I know he used to do like a pre and post game for Fox. You know, they yeah. had that clip of him faking with the tears yeah. <laughs> when players were crying and shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Shannon Sharp is, is tried to fight the entire Grizzlies starting <laughs> lineup, apparently, because uh, he was defending his homie LeBron James. Yeah. Now, Undisputed is going to be must-see TV. Too bad it's not on tomorrow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to lead off talking about that shit. He's 54 years old, by the way. Man, I, I don't know why I thought he was 54-year-old reporter. Yeah, I don't know why I thought he was older. Um, Mad Wine Chemist says, didn't LeBron get into an argument this game, too? I don't know. We haven't been. We've been podcasting, so I haven't been catching up with Twitter. But I would not be surprised. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting way. To, <laughs> to end this podcast, man. I'm glad we caught that. Yeah. Because we definitely had to talk about that. 
And now I'm looking John for- Moran caught yelling, sit your ass down at Shannon Sharp before the bench clearing argument. Yeah. He told him to shut the hell up. Yeah, I'm over here looking for the LeBron one now. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's going here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy time in the NBA, man. I don't know yeah. what's going on with Shannon Sharp. I'm surprised they let him come back. Yeah. I mean, shit, he he tried to fight the whole fucking lineup. Yeah. You let that man come back courtside? I wonder, did the, uh, De- uh, what's his name, Dylan Brooks, I wonder if he got uh, ejected or they just kept it going. Uh, I doubt anybody got ejected. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, Shannon Sharp said, come over, to, come over here and say it to my face then. Steven Adams said, okay. Shannon Sharp said, I didn't mean you. <laughs> yeah that's wild yeah. man yeah I, i'm really surprised to let him come back <laughs> think about it all the fans who've gotten ejected for heckling and shit all yes. lebron and everybody pointing it and say hey get that guy out of here and they just yeah. gotta go yeah and shannon sharp try to fight the whole starting lineup and he gets to come back in the third quarter yeah Hey man, that's privilege. That okay? is that is privilege. <laughs> that's Hall of Fame NFL privilege. <laughs> like that's that's LeBron's friend privilege. LeBron's yes. number one defender on cable TV gets yeah. to do what he wants and, and come back I like think, nothing I think, happened. Honestly, I think he only came back to they was in LA. And all he do is talk about the damn uh Lakers and LeBron. Mm-hmm. So they probably like, all right, you know what? You could come back. Just make sure. Just don't do that again and all that shit. So if he was in Memphis, get your ass out of here. <laughs> yeah. But he, I, you know, he wouldn't be in Memphis anyway. Yeah. he wouldn't, He's not going to enemy territory. He got to go where he, the other fans are, the yeah. LeBron groupies are, and <laughs> lead them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think he's just trying to be there when uh, LeBron breaks the record. Yeah. Um. Wonder. See, I, I, I'm wondering – if there's going to be some Fugazi shit to make sure he does it in Lakers stadium, <laughs> like what he, what if he's like 10 points away and they got to go on a road trip? Yeah. I've looked at their schedule. People are predicting he's going to break it in February mm. next month. But I'm wondering like, what if there's like a stretch of home away games? Is he going to fake an injury? <laughs> yeah. Is he going to be out for rest? I can see that, man. I can see that because they I don't think they got I don't know where they at in the playoffs or nothing like that. If they even gonna make the playoffs, but he ain't got nothing to play for at this point. So I can see him resting a little bit. So. Yeah, nah. You know he wants to uh break it in uh in crypto arena and yeah. oh the Lakers are uh just two spots ahead of the Rockets, thirteen overall. In the Western Conference with 20 wins and 25 losses. That's so, yeah, they're not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's better than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Damn, the Rockets only won 10 games. <laughs> In 45 games, they've only won 10. Holy shit. They, they still on that losing streak. <laughs> the season half over, man. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they really going to win like 25 games, and yeah, it's going to be another rough season. I don't even know but, if they're going to get to 25, man. Yeah, they, they might, might be around 16. Yeah, they might be around <laughs> 16, 17 games. I mean, they got like 40 games left. <laughs> man. I would hope they could at least get 10. Man, if they keep playing knows? like this, I don't see yeah. them winning no damn game <laughs> no time soon. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's rough. 
It's rough. But yeah, so breaking news there we had to react to right quick. Shannon Sharp getting into a fight with the Grizzlies during a heated, heated game. What's the score? Is it over yet? Uh, it's the fourth quarter, 10 minutes to go. Grizzlies 94, Lakers 87. Yeah, the Grizzlies are going to win that yeah. shit. They're a better team. Yeah. So, yeah. At least they got a viral moment. Out of it. Yeah. <laughs> How much LeBron got? <laughs> Nigga got 13 points. Hey, man, you got you got to conserve it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wait. You got to plan it out. I'm sure, I'm sure they got, like, statisticians and mathematicians. They saying, okay, you got to get this much during this game, this much during this game, and on this day, you're going to break it in <laughs> Lakers Stadium. Okay? You're going to break it in L.A. on this date, on February 16th. <laughs> It's gonna be some important civil rights day too. Somebody's birthday yeah, or some black, shit. Yeah, shoot, Black History is enough. <laughs> yeah, Black History. Hi- LeBron gonna break the scoring record on Black History Month. Yeah, you know. <laughs> how did you celebrate, LeBron? Oh, I I read the Malcolm X book again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's my it's a very interesting time reading it this year. But you know, it's yeah, it's very. Do important. you have any different thoughts on it? Nah, he's just an interesting man. Yeah, very, very mean, interesting, man. Just shows we've gone through a whole lot, you know, <laughs> with, with his with the thing, with the thing, you know. <laughs> you know, he was ve- <laughs> he was very he was a very passionate guy, and he yeah. always fought what he believed. Yeah, so, yeah <laughs> I got first grader <laughs> fucking book report. <laughs> Talk about Mount Martin Luther King. He was a brave man who fought for what he believed in. <laughs> <laughs> he cared about the people. <laughs> he loved oh, his wife. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Man. Yeah, good old LeBron. Good old LeBron, man. Got to remind us he's smart and well read. Yeah. So yeah, uh, had to. That was a very funny uh, sequence of events that happened in the NBA tonight. So we got to react to that real quick. Yeah. Um, I think that might about do it. It's getting a little late. Yeah. So let's go yeah. ahead and wrap this one up. Appreciate all y'all on the stream for joining us. Tab, Mad Wine Chemist, Ernesto, HRW, uh, who else? Drunk, I heard you was in here too. Yeah. Dre Eagles, everybody who came through. Uh, what's that dude? I don't want to say his uh, real name. Uh, uh, it was, uh, wildest guy, LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wildest guy, LOL. Everybody who came through on the stream tonight, make sure you uh, peep us around this time every night, Friday nights, around 7, 8 p.m.-ish. If you want to catch us live and chat with us and talk all the shit you want to talk, appreciate y'all and probably see y'all next week. Thanks, Tap. Appreciate y'all, man. Yes, sir. Now we got to close it out with the uh, special outro. For the podcast listeners, our day ones, you know, y'all been through the nitty gritty with us, getting it out the mud, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fighting with us through these copyright strikes. I know we got to go through. Yeah, we got to find a better way for this shit, man. Cause... We need our own YouTube. Yes, we need a black owned YouTube. <laughs> I wonder if we can get somebody. Nah, that that'd be stupid. I was gonna say mm-hmm. get somebody to sing Anita Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get uh, get we, we gotta know some people. Get who, Dende. Who sing. 
get Dende to get we gotta get Dende to cover Anita Baker's song. We can play it as our outro. Yeah. She would probably Jack sue this. We need we need Jack Freeman to get on and do his own version of, of Caught Up in the Rapture. Yeah. <laughs> As always, we appreciate y'all for listening to this edition of the podcast, man. The long road got a lot more to talk about coming this month. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you stay tuned in. Sports Radio 610 is getting a heated. The coaching search is heating up, okay? And there's only one sports show you need to listen to because four is too many. (laughs) If you got to pick one, make sure you listen to Sports Radio 610 in the loop. Figgy Fig on the ones and twos, doing a damn thing, curating the vibes. Award-winning producer, by the way. Make sure you, you, you remember that yeah. part. Award-winning producer, Figgy Fig. Make sure you tune in weekly as this coaching search heats up, and we'll know hopefully soon who's going to be the next coach of the Houston Texans. And yeah, so until next time, y'all. Peace.